What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Eric DiGiovanni from BotMop.com. Remember, we're the Netflix of Beats, so don't leash your beats. Just download them. Today, I got a really cool guest with me. His name is Leezy the Gifted. He's my boy. He's giving me so much great advice, and I know he could drop a bunch of gems on you guys today. So if you could, please welcome Leezy the Gifted. How you doing, brother? What's poppin'? Good. It's all good, bro. I'm chilling. Thank you for coming on. Oh, hell yeah, man. You came on my podcast. I got to come back. I got to come back with it. 100%. So uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your Batman origin story? You know, just give us a little rundown of what you're doing, what, how you're helping the music community and your goals for, you know, 2021. No doubt. Yeah. So uh, my name is Leezy the Gifted. You can call me Lee. Uh, grew up in the Bay Area. Been playing basketball actually was where I got started. I was been playing ball since I was two did uh, hip hop dance classes when I was 11. My mom got me into it. That's where I really fell in love with like rap, hip hop, black culture and hip hop culture and all that. Um, and then I really was writing lyrics all throughout high school. And when I was 17 years old, I was like, all right, I'm going to start, I'm going to take music seriously. I was really a shitty student growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't really believe in school that much, which I think most people in music are like that. Yep. Um, and went to college, community college, three years, and then university for three years. When I graduated college, I was like, all right, I got to produce my own music. So started uh, mixing and mastering and then learned piano, making beats. So now I fully produce all my, pretty much all my own music. Sometimes producers produce for me, but most of the music I produce now is all me. Very like, you know, I got the inspiration from Russ, you know, literally make every sound, produce everything. Um you know, since then I've gone on to, you know, start building a business as a music producer, um, getting mentored by like Legion Beats was sick. That's how you and I linked up. Um, but essentially my goal now is to, you know, my goal now is to build an income as an independent artist and to help other people do the same and teach people how to like build an income as an artist. And I'm going to, it's going to start with me, but you know, my whole thing is all about taking ownership for yourself and my my quote or like usually people ask me this at the end what's that one final thought but i just say it now it's it's that you should uh do more for yourself than anyone else can do for you because throughout my 10 years that's the biggest thing that i've learned personally so yeah man that's basically my story in a quick one two minutes sure um can you go over a little bit of how you're uh you're planning on helping artists like uh, what are you doing exactly uh, if you don't mind, how are you building income for yourself and how are you helping others do that? So, I mean, I've done so many different things in terms of building an income. And I feel like up to this point in my career, it's been a lot of, you know, let me try this. Let me try this. Let me try this. And, I, and I've literally made revenue almost any way you can as a musician. I feel like, well, no, not any way, but a lot. I've done shows. I've done merch. I'm actually wearing a piece of merch I did. I've done oh, shows, merch. Um I've sold beats online. I've done mixing, mastering. I've ran sessions at the house. I've sold music. I actually have sold physical copies of my music in the past. So I've, I've been exposed to a lot of different stuff I've done and I've done coaching. Um, and I realized like my favorite way to make money is if I sell my own music. And, um, so, I mean, I don't know, dude, my dad always says man plans and God laughs. So my plan, like I say that, but it's like, fuck, who knows what's going to happen. My plan is, uh, my plan is to pop myself as an artist, right? Because I want to obviously make money as my, you know, I want to make money as an artist, um, literally selling music, like, you know, cause there's no doing shows right now. So like actually selling my music, merch, 
um, all different types of stuff like that, which we can get into what I'm going to do because you'll be interested in it. It's funnel related. Yeah, let's do it. Um, and then, you know, and then after that, when I get to a certain level, um, I will have a coaching business where I coach rappers and say, hey, or all artists and just be like, hey, this is what I just did with this album. This is my launch. This is how my numbers were, you know, kind of the sales page and use myself as a testimonial. Likely I'll have a couple of free students where I get, I kind of get them through the door and I'm like, Hey, don't just take me for it. Look at these people. You know, that's kind of how people build coaching businesses and stuff. Um, And then have basically, you know, two main streams of income where it's like my business as an artist and then my business as a coach, dude, that's the plan. But who the fuck knows? I mean, I might shit might change. That's what I see happening for me though. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, that shit happens all the time. Like I never thought bot mop would be a thing. And then COVID happened and I'm like, Oh shit, you know, let me create something new. Um, but talk about like what exactly you're doing to get your music, uh, selling music. Like you said, you're, you're, um, you're selling merch. You're, you want to sell physical copies. This, that, yeah. third. how are you getting <clears throat> your customers? How are you finding your fans? How are you keeping fans? And what's the journey your customers going on, your fans going on to really resonate with you, to build that rapport with you? Like, what are you doing for that? Yeah, I mean, so the plan is like, the way the plan is looking, like what I'm building right now is um, it's going to be really similar to what you and I have done with the MIDI money stuff. And I'll break that stuff down right now. So it's going to be, it's going to be a funnel process where you know, my funnel is going to be different. It's going to be straight to a, an order page, no landing page or a free offer. It's right to an order page okay. um, where people can buy. Uh, it's going to be a flash drive that I ship to people. Um, and I actually have a connection with someone who does drop shipping flash drives where I don't have to actually order them. It, they'll, they'll take the orders and fulfill them. I think I just have to integrate it with click funnels, which I'm working on. Um, and then, um, yeah. And then it'll be a thank you page. It'll literally just be order page. Thank you page. I might do an order bump, but I might not. And thank you. No upsells for right now. I will, but I just want to start and launch. Sure. Um, and then I'm thinking, man, it's going to be, you know, I'll break this stuff down more for people, but 30,000 foot, I think it's just going to be like Facebook ads, but it's going to be one campaign. It's just going to be a conversions campaign to a, with a music video conversions uh, to 40 different ad sets all for $2 a day. And each ad set, I'm going to split test two different videos. Oh, this is so fucking detailed. I'm going to, I'll break all this stuff down for people. But yeah, so 40 different ad sets, each ad set will be, we'll split test two different music videos. So I think that, uh, would that mean $2 a day? day? You're going to be spending $80 a day. I think 40 ad sets to start. And then the next day I'll go less ad sets, like 20 ad sets. And then I'll okay, go so ad sets. first day will be $80 a day. And then you'll break it down to, I don't know, 60, then 40, then just something like that Ideal ads right yeah like find my ideal like ad sets like which ad sets are the highest performing um and then but it's literally just i this is what i'm going to try i might end up doing something else but like right now what i'm trying this is a very streamlined process right a lot of um well before i get into like more details but like basically what i'm going to be selling people the offer itself is going to be a flash drive with literally all my music on it. So it's going to have, I've been doing music for 10 years. So I don't know, a few hundred songs, everything, like even the shitty stuff, like the shit that I don't want people to hear, like the shit that I don't put out. Like I put it out in 2012. I'm going to put that out for people to buy it. All the real shit. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And so the, the concept behind it is 
Um, well, first of all, the name of it is going to be called Decade Collection. It's literally a collection of everything from the past decade, music-wise. Um, and like the idea of it is like, is this music good? Like, no. Like from 2012, I fucking sucked. But like, how sick would it be if your favorite artist put out music that they never? If if you could buy music from somebody like Drake, I always use Drake as he's my favorite artist, or Kevin Gates is one. Could I? What if I heard music that? he did in his room or in his garage that like he like you never he never put it out or he put it out but like you don't even know where to find it type shit like that's what these songs are this shit was on Bandcamp, like before i was on spotify apple music like this was shit i put out for free um very og shit and it's not that good but it's very like the idea of decade collection is like this isn't supposed to now it's gonna have all my shit from recently too and so the idea of it is like, yeah, like if you've never heard me before, like you should take this and listen to it from now and go backwards. Don't, I, I would recommend people don't start at the beginning unless you're going to really finish. Um, but yeah, like that's the idea of it. And um, yeah, I don't, I haven't decided on the price. It's not going to be cheap, but it's going to be a certain price. It's, and I'm going to ship you a flash drive with, with all these songs. And then I might do an order bump of, 35 music videos and behind the scenes videos too. I might do that. Um, yeah. So, so like, what's your, what's your angle with this? Because this is going to be different than like anyone would buy something like this. If it came from Drake, Kendrick, Kevin, yeah. since you're not like. Not popping not, at all. Right. No one knows who the fuck I am. Like that. I mean, you have a few thousand views on YouTube, you know, you're, you're coming up. Yeah. How are you angling that to new people? How are you, how are you going to just going to angle it? I, I fucking, I'm, what I'm going to try, I have no idea if this is going to work, but what I'm going to try is, is, you know, I'm the Facebook ad. Hopefully the people like the music so much. I go, Hey, if you want to get my album, you can get it here. And it's just going to go straight to it. And the idea is that's the angle, but I mean, the idea like numbers wise is going to be like, Hey, let's convert 20 to 30% of whoever lands on the page. I mean, I dude, seriously, not a fucking clue how this is going to go. I have no okay. idea. So we'll see. I'm, I already have not a backup plan, but I have the next pivot already. I've got like two or three other pivots. I, I've already thought three, four, five steps ahead of like, if this doesn't work, this process is streamlined. It's one Facebook ad. Well, we're split testing it, but right. it's not a retargeting. It's, it's a Facebook ad with conversions right to an order page. Will this work? Yes or no. If it doesn't work, probably what I would do is I would change the advertising campaign to be a video views campaign, run hella money to that, and then take everyone who watched half of that and retarget them to go to the order. That'd be my next pivot. The pivot after that might be no order bump. It's just like you get hundreds of songs and you get hundreds of videos, like try to stack the offer more. If that doesn't work, I, I maybe I lower the price. If that doesn't work, then I retarget everyone who lands on the page and do a retargeting. I have all these, you know, pivots in my head. So I think you ask an interesting question. Like what's the angle? Like, dude, to be honest with you, I don't know. The angle is I'm going to take out my credit card, spend the money and see if it works because I feel like people way overthink the angle like too much. Like I think people, I think most artists would not do this because they're like what you said. Well, nobody knows me. I'm not Drake. No one cares about me. That's like, well, dude, you have no fucking idea if people care. You haven't paid the money and right. out there. So does, I don't, I don't know. Does that kind of answer the question? Yeah, no, it does. It definitely does. I just think in my personal opinion, I think experimenting with different angles, like as many as you can is 
probably the best route, at least for me, going yeah. from like I guess I would be going from B to B and you're more doing B to C. Like definitely for those that don't know what B to B is, it's just business to business. Uh Lee's going more he's right now he's B to B, but uh with this artist thing, all artists are really going to B to C, which is just yeah. business to consumer. Um I feel like experimenting with angles is really a huge thing because you could angle something a completely different way and people will see value completely different when you angle it. For example, um, it, I'll use myself as, as an example. Yeah. Uh, BotMop is like, it's a way to download new beats, but it's also a way to put out music way more consistently. And depending on the angle that I take, uh, certain artists might see the value in that differently because people that don't, download music that much or download beats that much might not even care, but people that want to release music every week, that's a completely different angle, you know? So I think that is a great Mm -hmm. way to experiment with your marketing, but let's get into like organic reach. Recently I've been telling artists with no budget. um, It doesn't matter if you have a budget or not, you should still be doing organic reach. Yeah. Um, It doesn't matter what business, what's your take on that? How are you going to be doing that? And what advice can you give to someone who, you know, is skeptical on organic stuff? What, it, what it, well, hmm. um, so am I talking to, who am I talking to here? Like artists, talking producers, to, anyone? Talking to, you're not talking to producers, you're talking to artists. Um, what's their take? What's my take on how to get organic yeah, reach? What, the what's, your, what's your method for getting organic reach? How are artists like you going to blow up with organic and obviously paid, but how, what, what's the first steps for organic traffic for newer artists? Well, organic kind of has, well, I'll start with this organic. I know what you mean. You mean free as in you don't spend money to get traffic, exactly. which is really tough on Instagram and Facebook right now because it's pretty much pay to play, but it's not impossible. It's just way harder. So what I always tell people with marketing is what you lack in one area you can make up for in another. So for example, if you don't have money, like we're talking about people with no budget, that's fine, but you have to make up for it with time. Yeah. Cause you got to look at what you can do with, let's say 150 bucks. Like that's, you know, I spent 150 bucks on a video views campaign on Facebook and reached fuck loads. I don't know. Sure. 60, 70,000 people is what you reached. I, I didn't get that many views. That's how many, the reach I got. Right. So, okay. So, so if you don't have 150 bucks, how are you going to get to 150,000 or 50,000 people? That's kind of like the way you have to look at it. It's fucked up, but it is the, the truth is how are you going to get that many? Now, if you have, a, if you're like, no, we're not doing money the other way. So, so the two main things you got to do is you, you got to have content and you got to outreach if you don't have money. So you have to put out content constantly. And that's a whole, that, that there's a whole science to putting out content. I mean, the way you asked me just now about angles, like I have an, a, a, a PDF ebook called hook point by Brendan Kane. And you're like really making me think like, I got to go back and read that book. I really don't have my angle figured out for this album. I so think you the got- most important part, dude, like before you run a marketing campaign, you got to figure out your angle. I think that's actually the most important part. Like I really, I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And and I think so for, for, you know, if you're running a, a very like, Hey, we're trying to get some organic traffic. Like I'm trying to get my name out there, my brand, you, you do need to put out content a lot. Yes. And I, I think, a lot, a lot, because you have to make up for the fact that you're not spending money, um, you know, and, and uh, it's got to be that and it's got to be networking. So it's not just you putting out your content, but it's like, how are you going to engage with other people's content as well? How are you going to take them and 
make them your friend. It literally is what it has to ha- what has to happen. And so when it comes to organic, my thing, I take the Gary V approach that he talked about, which is you have a piece of pillar content and a piece of micro content. Pillar is what we're doing right now. A sure. long form piece of content, a podcast, a YouTube video, or a written blog that you'd put on your website. That's macro, big, long form pillar. And then micro is an Instagram post, a Facebook post, um, a TikTok video is micro, uh, a, a Instagram story. I mean, you got, you get the picture. So, so to me, you need to have a macro piece. The problem is we, as artists, we focus so much on these little micro pieces of content. Cause they're, I don't know, we think that's what needs to happen. But the fact is like, if you want a winning content formula, then you do need to have a piece of pillar content and it's gotta be something because you can make friends that way. Like that's actually how you and I really, that's why we're, we're connected. Cause I have a podcast and I asked you to be on it and then we kept going. And so to me, I like podcasting the most for networking. I think podcasting is the best content for networking because YouTube, you can't really, you can collab with people, but it's kind of hard to do it. Not in person. I don't know how to do all that. You could just do shout out for shout out, but podcasting is great because you could literally just have combos with people and that's a piece of content. So that's how I connected with you. I've connected with I mean, countless amounts of people that way. It's how I got, I mean, I was already, I was already in Legion Beats's mentorship program, but I had a closer relationship with him because I had him on the podcast. So to me, if you're an artist, I recommend a podcast um, because you're putting out your content constantly. And then like, let's say you find somebody who's super like, dude, I'm about to get how to rap Drew on my podcast. this Oh yeah. I saw that. I saw that. I saw that dude. Congrats on that. That's sick. Awesome. He didn't know who the fuck I was. I just. I was like, he's on my dream 100. And I was like, okay, dream 100 is people who you want to network with. I was like, dude, I'm going to fucking, he's only, he doesn't have that many followers. I could probably hit him up. And I did. And I said, Hey, I got a podcast. Uh, I've done this many episodes, do them every day. Do you want to be on? He's like, yeah, send me the uh, info and and we'll fucking do it. Book the time. And I was like, oh shit. Like this is how to rap Drew this dudes. <laughs> and why, why is it? Because I'm fucking, it's just cause I put out hella content. That's literally the only thing. Um, so yeah, you got to have a piece of content that you do all the time. That's a big piece of content. And then you got to network with people. In my opinion, Instagram is, I think Instagram is the best way to, to network right now, but um, TikTok's coming. TikTok's the best platform for your micro content, no question. But Instagram, I think for networking is really good. So, but I, I just think people don't, People don't, people don't really have a sense of like the amount of work you have to put in. You just, you just, people just go, I don't have a budget. And so I don't know why people just think like that's an excuse to not make it. It's like, well, you're fucked then. There's your fucking answer. People go, how do I do without a budget? Well, you fucking don't. Right. You have to blow up on TikTok right now. But if you're listening to this two years from now, three years from now, I don't know where TikTok's going to be. That's why I haven't even barely talked about it because this episode isn't going to be for right now. This is a legacy thing. So I'm not giving you TikTok strategies because in three years, TikTok might not be a, a place to, they might change their algorithm just like Instagram did. And so like, if you're listening to this and it's fucking December or January of 2020, then, you know, yeah, fucking go on TikTok. But if it's 2021, I don't know. So your answer is you're fucked if you don't have a budget, basically. I don't know how else to put it. I'm sorry. Like, or you have to put an episode. So I do a pod. Sorry, I know I'm going. I put out a podcast every day. So if you're willing to do something every day, you're not fucked. You're good. But if you're not, if you're not willing to put out something every day, a macro piece of content, 
and you just don't have a budget and okay then fucking stop being a musician then go fucking get a job i don't know what to tell you sorry no, i agree with you man i think i think that whole budget thing i think that's lazy thinking like i've literally heard so many artists t- every artist i work with tells me they need to be signed to a label and I'm like, <laughs> yeah right you know what i mean like like you know what i'm talking you know where i'm getting at like every artist will say i literally had a fucking artist in the student literally right here i don't know maybe a couple days ago telling me uh you know i can't wait to get signed this that and the third about a label i'm like bro first of all you don't know anything about a label you have no no idea what goes into those contracts second of all you're only saying that because you're a lazy piece of shit and you're not willing to fucking put out content like all the people that want to be signed to a label every time they tell me they want to be signed to a label is so that they can get uh like a budget for a music video or a budget for marketing i'm like motherfucker you could do that all all that shit yourself you know, TikTok, yeah. you don't even need, you don't need, all you need is your phone to upload content to TikTok, yeah. same with Instagram, same with YouTube. I'm recording this on my phone right now. Like, uh, yeah, I have a mic right here, but I don't need this mic. You know what I mean? Like there's so many options available and there's so many people that aren't taking advantage. And going back to what you said about TikTok. Yeah, it's the platform right now. It's been the platform for the past couple of years to really um, mm-hmm. start putting content out on. But yeah. in two years, three years, there will be a platform that other people are on where market where the marketing um, the price to buy an ad is underpriced the way Facebook is right now. There will be that type of platform in um, three years, in five years, there's going to be that platform. So take advantage and learn how to see opportunities like that. Like if you don't realize that TikTok is the platform right now, then you're sleeping. You're literally sleeping. If you don't yeah. realize you need to start podcasting and networking with people, then you're sleeping. You know what I mean? So like, what, what's your advice for someone that's just sleeping? Like, how do you kick their ass? I don't, and- I don't, I don't have advice for them. It's just, Sorry. they need to find it themselves, right? I don't, I don't, I don't talk to, I just don't talk to those people. Sorry. I'm not Gary V. Gary V will just talk to anybody. I don't fucking do that because I don't give a fuck about those people. Here's the fact. Here's where you're at. Let's say you're listening to, I, I don't know, dude, I cannot imagine that somebody would be listening to this right now and they're sleeping. But if just in case there's one of you motherfuckers out there listening, this is going to be for you. Word. The fact is to be an artist is so fucking easy. All you need to do is like everything that we're working on right now, like this microphone, uh, pop filter, everything I've got is less than 500 bucks, except for the computer. Right. So you do, I guess, I guess less than two grand and you you're an artist right? Less than $2,500. You've got literally everything you need to literally put out music. And then if you spend 30 bucks a year, you could be on Spotify and Apple. So if you really think about it, that's part of the problem. Part of the problem is the barriers to entry to actually put out music is so low that people's mind, right? Your mind is your dreams. And I'm not... I mean, I'm going to sound like a dream killer, but your dreams and your actual work ethic don't match because of those low barriers to entry, right? You get what I mean? It's the same thing with being a producer kind of, but I would argue being a producer is harder because you actually have to learn. Well, I guess same with being an artist. You got to learn how to rap and be, yeah, you got to be good. Um, But do you get what I mean? And so I think like, that's the reason that there's people and, 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 and that makes the market oversaturated that's what makes it so oversaturated. And like, you know, I've just started preaching to my preaching to my audience and preaching in my content that, that, uh, that dude, the world's fucked up and, and, and this stuff's really, really hard. Um, 
and I'm really not the type. And I don't, I, this might be contradictory. I'm just really not the type to just be passing out hope to everybody because, because I don't know. I just would rather you watch my grind and I'll do it for me, but I'm not just going to go out and giving you false hope. Um, because I don't think everyone deserves to hear that. I don't think everyone deserves to have, uh, I don't think everybody just deserves for me to just give you, we're giving you the advice right now. Like the advice is like, here's the advice I can give you. Like if you're a rapper, you should just upload a video of you rapping every single day, like write a verse that's 15 seconds long. That's actually a really good idea because those videos are better on TikTok anyway. You have to write four bars or eight bars, four to eight bars every day and film a selfie video of you and upload it to TikTok and then forward that to your Instagram feed do it every single day. And then every day go DM like 10 people on Instagram. You don't need to spend money. You'll probably blow up, but you have to do it. Like if you really want to blow up, if you do that every day for 365 days in a row, you'll blow up. Um, and if you're too pussy to do that every day, then fuck you. I don't, you don't, you're not making it. I don't give a shit. And then people are going to like, this is what, this is what people would say to that. They're going to be like, yo, I ain't getting any views. I ain't fucking you know, I'm not, I'm not getting any engagement. Well, first of all, motherfucker, you've been only doing it for a fucking week. Second of all, <laughs> yeah, right. Second of all, you suck. So like, it's yeah. okay that no one is viewing your shit right now. You because should be happy. Right. You should be happy. You should, no be, happy. One's happy. You should be happy. No one's seeing you this bad. Right. Yeah. Like well, that, that's a good, that's actually good that you bring that up. I mean, I know when I started with my career, I, that was super frustrating to me. Um, Cause I, for my first four years, I knew I sucked, even though I kept putting it, I was like, I know I'm not that good yet. I don't know. I still had the confidence to put it out for some reason. And, uh, I think it got to the point where when I started getting good, I got frustrated. Cause I was like, wait, I'm good now. Why, why am I not getting views? Um, you gotta, the tough part about it is you really have to try your best to kind of jump out of your body and realize, well, are, is your music helping people? Like, are you impacting people? Are you at least entertaining people? Are you giving people something that they go, Hey, that was good. That gave me a little burst of enjoyment, you know, because if you're doing that at the least, if you're doing that, then you're providing value. So it's really weird because like artists and musicians are like super self-centered. I mean, I'm openly self-centered, so at least I'm honest about it, but I would even say I'm on the lower end of it because at least I realize it and I still have things that I do to try to impact people. I think a lot of artists are just so in it for themselves to a point where I'm like, yeah, dude, that's why you're fucking up. Like if you care so much about views, because why, what it like, I think another part of it, Eric, to be honest with you is if people saw the amount of successful entrepreneurs that don't have a big social media following, I think they'd be a lot more encouraged because I know people who are like really fucking rich and like, they don't have a hundred K. They don't even have 50 K on Instagram. They're rich, richer than a lot of these rappers who you think are so lit, who have the M next to their followers. Like I know people who have way more money than them who don't even have 50 K. And I think that would make you feel a lot more encouraged about the fact that if you don't get views, that doesn't mean you're not, you're not making money. It doesn't mean you're not successful. Well, I think people get into the game just for like the view, I think views is a huge part of it. I think people are just so insecure about their, their popularity or whatever you want to call it, their yeah. uh, clout that yeah. they get into rapping and shit and they start flexing on people, you know, they'll start buying chains and shit. I fucking had this one dude. Um, this was like back in, I don't know, May or June or some shit, but he was recording at my spot and I was like, 
he was like, bro, like I can't pay for this session. I was like, wait a second, motherfucker. How long was he there? About an hour or so. Uh, it he was, was already like, there for an hour and he told you that before? I was like, bro, I was like, bro, I don't even care. Like, whatever. Like, he was actually pretty fucking fire, though. Like, I won't, I won't lie to you. But, yeah, I was like, I was like, whatever. I don't give a shit. Whatever. I'll just fucking mix it for you. Fucking get out of here. <laughs> Thing is, bro, this man was pulling up with some fucking, like, $300 sneakers. Beamer. Fucking. Uh, no, no, he did not. Shit. But th- this is the problem, bro. This is the deadass. This is the problem. And this isn't the first time I've had motherfuckers complain about you know, prices and shit. And then they're pulling up with like brand new cars. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're pulling up with bullshit. He's pulled up in a BMW. Like real talk. You're not bullshitting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This man pulled up and he didn't, he couldn't afford the session. He's either renting that motherfucker or he's leasing it or he's living way above his means. He's living above his means, bro. I know these because this happens a lot, bro. This happens every single time I see an artist like flexing on Instagram, it's not real. Like every time I see it, it's not real. Oh, no question about it. Uh, I, you know what I mean? Like it's oh like, yeah, it, it's it's sad that yeah. that like they're focused, and that's how you know you don't want to work with that fucking artist because no, they're so self centered that they're. It's cool to be self centered. Like I'm, I'm, I'm self centered too, man. I'm a fucking narcissist. We're all self centered, bro. I don't give a shit. I'll fucking say it out loud. I'll, I'll say I'm a narcissist right here. I don't right. give a fuck. But fucking. The problem is, is you're not will when you're that self-centered and that worried about fucking clout and you're clout chasing, you're not willing to put in value yeah. to anyone else. You're only worried about what I get in return. The world does not work that way. Fucking Apple is a huge billion dollar company because they give everyone access to smartphones that should cost fucking 10 grand. But motherfuckers just complain about that shit. Real talk, bro. Real talk. Motherfuckers are not trying to put in value out here. That is the main that is the main thing that will justify your success. And I've seen that in 2020. That is the main thing in 2020 that I've seen is value, giving value. That's what we're talking about. You know, that's like straight up what we're talking about right now. Exactly that is that that's one of the reasons that a lot of rappers don't. Um, yeah, that's one of the reasons people don't make it. I mean, you got to look at. Um, I'm not sure I can think of a lot of examples, but I mean, I'd rather just just use myself. I mean when I started doing what I was able to do, I wasn't doing that well. But when I said, fuck, I got to go even like past what I thought I was able to do. How do I do that? The motivation has got to come from, well, what are you going to do for other people? You know, like my trade-off for my podcast right now is fucking people listening to my podcast get way more out of it than I do for doing it. I don't get paid. You know, I don't get sponsorships yet. I, I don't get really any monetary value from the podcast. So I like doing it because I am I do like the recording of it. It's not like hell for me to record a podcast. It's enjoyable. But in the end of the day, the people who get it get way more value from it than what I get from it. And that's you have to realize like whatever you're going to do, figure out a way to where like whoever gets it gets more value. And if you just heard that and you think, well, that's how it's going to be with my 15 second snippets. No, it's not. 15 second snippets aren't shit. That's not, shit. They're not that's shit. not a lot. And it only takes you four to eight bars. That should only take you 30 minutes to write that. So, you know, it's not the same thing as, as it's not the same as, as really thinking about putting out something every day, like a podcast. I think that part of it too, it's, it's what you just said. It's very like, it's very self-centered, narcissistic, but it's also, 
It's also rappers and artists just not thinking of themselves as businesses. That's the problem. So, okay, just pretend that you owned a restaurant, you know, or you owned a barbershop or you owned a fucking grocery store or a coffee shop. Would you spend all your money on marketing before you built your coffee shop? Probably not. Why would the fuck would you spend money to get people to come to a coffee shop if you didn't have the building, right? right. Um, you build it first and then you go get traffic. So that's what a lot of these artists do. Really, that's the core of the problem, brother. That's the core of the problem right there. Is like, even if we're talking content, I don't even like to talk about marketing and content if you don't have a website where people can buy something from you. Like I recommend a funnel, but if you don't know what the fuck a funnel is and you need to start in the next week, then dude, fucking go on Wix and set up a website. At least have some way for people to buy something from you. Go to Shopify, pay for a 14 day free trial, then get it for 30 bucks a month, have Shopify and set, set up some merchandise and start thinking of yourself as a clothing business and your music markets the clothing. Why can't you do that? You don't have to spend money to make the clothes. There's things called Printful. You can do drop shipping clothes. Like this isn't new shit, Printful, YouTube. So you know what this is in Shopify. Go use YouTube University right now. If you're listening to this, you could build a business in two weeks and get shit up and running. Why not? Bro, the amount of artists that I see on Instagram, that I see anywhere talking about fucking getting a label, they don't even have a song out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. They don't have a song. You ever work with someone? Like I literally have worked with someone like that. I'm I've like, never worked with them, but I, I, I fucking have run across them, of course. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're all over Instagram. But what was your mind? Like, how did you know? Okay. So how did you know? What, what was the trick that changed your mind? And you're uh, like, oh, fuck. Like, I got to start providing value to these people. Like, this is actually my calling is to really just make a difference and start bringing shit to people instead of all thinking it's about me like what when did you realize that what was the turning point what what made you realize that i i think i think i've always had it in me to try to bring value to people i just never really knew how to do it as an artist and then um i think this year really was it because i pivoted at the beginning of the year when the pandemic happened yep. i was like well Cause I was kind of on the fence at the beginning of the year. I was very on the, I mean, I did a show in January, a live show where I was the artist, right? Right. right? We didn't know. We had no clue of COVID. That was not, we didn't even hear about it. I didn't know what it was. There wasn't a thing. So I was teetering on the fence between being a rapper artist and going full fledged with that this year and being a producer because I had been mentored by Legion and I was very on the fence. I was spreading myself way too thin. Um, but then the pandemic happened and I was like, Hmm, we're not, I don't know when I'm going to do a live show again. That's like the biggest source of income. And I hadn't wrapped my head around selling music. So I was like, I think I'm just going to go in on like being a producer. So I did. And as I was, you know, doing different iterations of my funnel and my offer and all that, I just kind of started looking at other people who were successful. And I thought, oh, I'm just not providing enough value to people and I'm not providing enough like insight for free. And then um, you know, I was listening to the audio book of traffic secrets by Russell Brunson. And he said, if you put out a piece of content, I mean, he meant a big piece. If you put out a piece of content every day for a year straight, you will never have money problems. So I was like, okay, well, I don't want to have that. That was the most impactful line in the whole book right there. If you just did that, you'd, you would succeed. But, um, so then I thought, well, how am I going to think of a new episode every day? And then it, they gave me things pretty much driven by value because of that. And because I was trying to make money like 
selling beats to rappers, realizing they need more than beats and then kind of getting into coaching and realizing like, well, you know, there's like value in coaching. And I think it just kind of all was like a natural progression. It was this year though, that it switched, you know, dude, 2020 was the year for me too, man. I didn't realize it till this year as well, man. Um, and I think at least for me, MIDI money definitely helped with that. Like a million percent, like it really provided the framework for that. And it provided the mindset shift. Also, shout out Russell Brunson, man. Fucking, if you haven't read .com Secrets, that shit will change your life. I've read it literally within four days and I was fucking blown away. Really? Wow. Literally was so blown away. Blown away. Yeah, it's like the Bible. I'm on Expert Secrets right now. Almost done with that. Blown away, man. Traffic Secrets, blown away. Everything by Russell Brunson will fucking change your life and change your mind on marketing. Uh, Speaking of marketing, bro. Yeah. Run, I want to run by a strategy that I will be emailing out my list tomorrow. Okay. And I want to get your thoughts on this because I haven't really right. done this by anyone. Okay. Go on Instagram. If you're an artist, right? Go on Instagram and find people that are interested in the same thing as you, but not the same. Uh, don't use hashtags for music. Use hashtags for fitness. You, and I've actually done this before and, and got my music in, in certain videos. Use hashtags for fitness, hashtags for like powerlifting, um, hashtags for bodybuilding. If you're into like the physical fitness shit, if you're not use it, use it for like uh, canvas art, use it for fine paint, whatever you fuck, whatever your hobbies are, right? Go find these people, make a connection with them. Tell them their shit is really good. If they're a lifter, be like, yo, that was a sick max that you did. If they're fucking powerlifting, be like, yo, you're strong as shit. Build a connection with them. The next video they post, see if they can get your music in that video. Yeah, I feel like that's the best way to uh, do organic traffic on Instagram. It's just creating a real friendship with people. It's not even creating like connections. It's more of just creating real valuable friendships. And people will just fuck with your music. Dude, people don't just fall in love with the music. They hear it first, but they fall yeah. in love with the artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's why you're so likable on Instagram because the shit you post. It's not the music you fucking released. Yeah, that's part of it. But, like, Leezy the Gifted is, like, I fuck with Leezy the Gifted because of the shit he posts on Instagram. You know what I mean? Thank you. Same with yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't give a fuck about wine, bro. I don't drink. Like, I barely <laughs> drink. You feel yeah. me? Like, who yeah, the right. fuck cares about Wine Library? Everyone loves Gary Vaynerchuk, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think artists need yeah. to start adopting that mentality that you can make a hundred grand a year. I don't know what the number is, but you can make a decent amount of money just off of a thousand fans, just off of a hundred fans. Yeah. yeah All you can. Can do is sell a hundred dollars worth of product to a thousand people and boom, you made a hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? That's, that's as real as it gets brother. And you know what? I love that strategy. I think that's great. And I think to break it down more, you know, you got to think about, well, what's the vibe of your music, right? What's the emotion that you put into your music, right? And what's the emotion you think people will feel? And then you go find, you know, like almost like interests based on that emotion of some sort. Like I would say, like, let's say somebody was making like very like sad, emotional, real ass music. Um, you know, you could find a painter yes. who yes. makes sad shit. Yeah, and as the background of their shit, they use your song. That's an example. Yes. No one is doing that, bro. No, people, nobody is doing that. Yeah, not a lot of people do that. They don't. They they think. Yeah, and that goes back to the concept of what is the dream one hundred, which we didn't talk about today, but we will right now. It's it's basically make a list of a hundred icons or influencers that already have your audience. So if you're, 
um, like if we're talking about this for Instagram and you're a rapper, exactly that. Like for me personally, my music, a lot of my songs would work with fitness influencers because I kind of have some, a lot of songs that are very like high energy pump up shit. Mm. So that would work for me, the fitness thing or yeah. the exercise thing. Uh, uh, I would, uh, let me, one of my, one of my friends, um, he, this is actually funny. One of my friends, some of his songs, he makes a couple like that are very pop R and B type shit. He actually ran like a TikTok campaign where he paid a couple influencers, like a hundred bucks. And there's this thing where on TikTok you can have a FaceTime filter where it has like, it looks like the FaceTime screen on the, on your, like it's a filter. Cause at the beginning of his song, he has like a fake phone call with this girl and she calls him and she's like, Hey Keith, like, uh, like I've had such a long day. Like, do you, can you come over? Like I, we need to kick it. And he's like, all right, I'm on my way. That part of the song where he's not even singing is the part that all these influencers use and they all these little girls and all these like hot ass chicks pretend that they're on the phone uh-huh. or they do the FaceTime filter. And they, they, now his song didn't blow up. If he had put more money into it, maybe it would, but he got a pretty good amount of, uh, he got a lot of influencers and a lot of, some of them had a lot of views to, to, to actually do that off a part where he wasn't even singing. It, it went into like four seconds of him actually rapping and that was it. Um, so you guys got to think about stuff like that too, where it's not just what you, you got to get, think out of the box and get creative of like what could actually happen, you know? Think about it in the frame of like, if someone's making a video lifting weights, what part of your song would be the book hook point? I haven't read it, but there's like, where's the part of your content? That's the hook. And then I actually just, somebody told me, fuck, somebody just literally said, well, the hook and the chorus aren't the same thing. I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, there's a part of the song that hooks you in. The chorus is the chorus, but there's a part of the song. That's also the hook. So the first thing that came to mind for me was Drake's song, God's Plan. The the hook of that song is when he goes, yeah, the hook of the song is, uh, I only love my bed and my mama, I'm sorry. That's not the chorus, that's the hook. Yeah. Right? My friend's song, the very beginning of the FaceTime convo, that is the hook. For me, I have a song called Grown, where the chorus is like super catchy, but there's, I had one of my friends was in the room with me recording. I was like, bro, do you want to throw some ad libs on the song? And he the song is called Grown. I was like, da, 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 it's grown. And then the song drops and my friend goes, grown, grown. That's the fucking hook. So when I was at Chico State, all these sorority chicks were walking up to me, grown, 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 grown. I'm like, that wasn't even me who said it, it was my friend. That's the hook. That's the part that everybody fucking resonated with. And it was random as shit. So we're talking about your strategy, which is identifying who will fucking use your song outside of music. You also should identify in your song. What's the hook point. You might not know it. So just fucking send your shit to people. I think your strategy is great. I think it could fucking work. It just, you have to see some people try it. Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. I mean, I'm not in the position to try right now because I'm, I'm not focused on the artist right now. This is just right. I feel like this, this could just be a strategy for people to try. And I, I would put money on it that it works, but I feel like literally if you're, if you're, you know, a trap artist, right. Let's say you're like, I don't know, Chief Keef, Key Glock, someone like that. Oh and my God, Chief Keef. Like you, you're you're high energy, right? You're fucking yeah. you're 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 about it. Fucking that's some dope music to work out to, in my yeah. opinion, you know, or that's some dope music to rage to. You could literally that that's your that like 
in my opinion, your target audience, your, your ideal customer could be someone that weight lifts and you just literally go on Instagram and you're like, you just start hashtag weightlifting, hashtag PR, hashtag RP, hashtag whatever any bodybuilder or powerlifter is doing. You know what I mean? But uh, like if someone of- hit me up, sorry to cut you off. If sure. someone like I make it somewhat known that I, I mean, I make it pretty known on my Instagram that I, that I work out because I posted this 75 hard transformation. I fucking, I hit the IG story of me running. I'm in the ice bath. People know I do fitness. So if an artist hit me and was like, yo, bro, can you, it's gotta be someone I know. So you can't cold hit me up this way. But if, if there was an artist who like, I have artists in my head right now that I'm thinking of that I know personally, I haven't talked like, I haven't talked to them about this, but if they hit me like, yo, bro, is there any chance you could use my song in your, in, in a workout? Could you make a workout video and use my song? Like I haven't made any workout videos or I have, I've made a couple. I would do it. No question. But yeah, if it's someone I know and that I have a relationship with, yeah, I'll use your song in my workout video. And so I don't necessarily like, uh, I'm just saying like artists don't think to build these relationships with people. They, they just, they're in it for themselves. So because they're, yeah. because they're, they're too selfish, bro. You could be a selfish, but you also have to remember you have to provide some sort of value at some point. Yeah. You have to, there's a, there's a fine line. Yeah. What were you going to ask though? Yeah. I was actually going to talk about that challenge. I, I actually wanted to get into fitness. Um, cause I'm really about fitness. Yeah. But, uh, what's your stance on fitness? How often do you work out? What's your, cause we don't have to just talk about music here. I want to talk about like literally everything that you're about. What's the, why are you doing the ice bath challenge? What exactly was that challenge that you did for 70 days? Um, mm. Talk about that. Talk about like, uh, you know, you're into basketball. Talk about that. Talk about everything yeah. physical related that you do. Uh, yeah, sure. I would love to. I love fitness. I mean, I care. I definitely care more about my fitness than I do about my music career. There's, it's not even close, dude. Cause without my fitness and without my health, I'm not going to have a music career. Back. Yeah, there's no question. Um, so I care more about that anyway. And plus it's been in my life longer. I've been hooping since I was two and I coach youth basketball, still play. Um, and fitness plays a very important role in my life. I wait, I work out twice a day. Um, most days, I think today I might only do one cause my body's fucked right now, but pretty much work out twice a day. Um, and I wake up every morning. That's the first thing I do. I wake up, water and then i go i'm out i'm out the door i leave i gotta go walk or i've been running uh yeah i mean i i i i used to think that like personal development stuff was all bullshit because i used to just be like no give me the strategies to make money i need like technical stuff and i'm like no i've realized like people don't need the technical shit because if you're not exercising then why are you worried about a website or clout bro it's about building habits man that's what it is. Exactly. I mean, like, cause I, I look at shit right now. Like, for example, I'm doing this podcast every day, dude. I, I, I am not going to lie. doing a podcast every day for most people. That is a freaking that is a prolific challenge to try to do every day for 400 days. It's not for me though. Why? Because I care so much about exercise, dude. Exercise is so fucking hard. And like, I do it every day, but it's now I'm at this point. I've broken through around. It's like drugs. My dad asked me, why are you pushing yourself so hard? Like I'm really doing some shit recently. I'm like, dude, I mean, I've never done cocaine, but it probably is like that for me. I don't know. I go out, I work out, my body hurts. I'm moaning. I'm fucking like, yeah. And it just is, it's just, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. I feel 
uh, amazing. And I have to do the ice bath, by the way. If I don't do the ice bath, I'll really be fucked. My, I will hurt myself. I'll get injured. I don't really do that out of, oh, I'm so, I have to do that. That's necessity for me because I was like, I need some way to recover. Obviously I stretch too, but I just was asking people like, I have a friend who played college football. I was like, do you think I should do, I was like, I do five minute cold showers. He's like, you got to fill that tub up with cold water and I, and put your ice trays in there. Cause the, what you're doing right now is you have to, I was like, Oh, I didn't think of that. So, um, yeah, that's mostly out of necessity and shit. Does that answer the question though? Like, yeah, yeah. No, but like, okay. Okay. What about this? What about this? Was your mindset always that I need to be physically fit? I need to be healthy. Cause you mentioned that. Uh, no, it wasn't when I was in college. No, when I was in college, I mean, I love exercise. Like exercise is fun. I play basketball. Lifting weights is kind of fun, you know? But no, I wasn't serious about it. When I was in college, Chico State, I was eating terribly. I was drinking alcohol on a lot of the weekends, getting drunk, like just being a college kid, doing stupid shit, which you don't have to do that as a college kid. That's just what I was doing. Bad habits, you know what I'm saying? And uh, when I got out of college, I was even worse, not the drinking part, but the eating part. I, I was kind of not depressed, but when I got out of college, my social life went from being in college, very vibrant social life. Like, like I was in, dude, college was just like, not even real life, just complete paradise. And I was happy all the time. Then I left and it was real world shit. And I was like, God, this sucks. Like I'm at home with mom and dad. I can't go hang out with people. Like it just sucked. And I, and I, and I really, really turned to eating and I ate a lot of shitty food and didn't exercise that much. And I gained a lot of weight. I, got up to 192 pounds. I'm only five foot eight. And that was not muscle. It was fat. And my, my face looks swollen and had a belly. I mean, ugh, it just, I look at old pictures of myself. I'm like, God, you fucking bitch. I'm so ashamed. So no, it wasn't, it was not, but there, you know, a life event happened to me in 2019. And I was like, dude, I got to kick my ass into gear. And I started 75 hard, which was from Andy Frisella and he there's like a whole one-year program associated with that and i just finished it on december 2nd so congratulations yeah thank you yeah so that's kind of been my fitness journey as of the past couple years do you have hard targets for where you want to be in the next few months next few years certain body fat percentage (laughs) certain lift well i do but it's really hard to put a number on it because i my goal is more flexibility and range of motion uh okay I don't have a body goal anymore. I used to, I don't have a weight goal. I I don't think I could get any thinner. I'm 155. Like if I had to, I fucking, I could, but I think if I got any thinner and lost more weight, I don't think it'd be healthy. I think this is the healthiest weight I could be 155, 160. So um, yeah, no, I don't really have a conventional body fat goal. It's really more of, um, yeah, I haven't really thought. I I don't know. I, I'm really disappointed in myself because I don't have that figured out. I, I know I want more flexibility, more range of motion. Um, I want to, I mean, I want to run a marathon, but the problem is with COVID, we don't have marathons. I could just run a marathon, I guess. I could just run. I'd rather do it in an event. So that that's my next goal is to be able to run a marathon. Yeah. Um, and then the next goal would be to have to do two marathons in a year and then three and four. And so that's probably it. And then um yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't exercise for those reasons. Like I don't really need goals to motivate me to exercise. I exercise cause it feels good. And um, yeah, I just, I don't know. 
it's weird. I'm in this weird space where I don't have a goal with exercise right now. That's fine, man. I think you can only really focus on one or two things in your life. And right now I see that you're really focusing on um, the music side of things like your business. And I think, dude, all power to you. I think it's really hard to focus on several different things at once. Yeah. But um, talk about like, you said you work out twice a day. I'm familiar with that. Talk about rest. Talk about how, how do you rest? Do you rest? Do you have to, um, do you have to work every day or do you put things out? Do you schedule things out in advance? Like how, what's your routine like and how do you rest? Basically that's the question. It, that's a good question. Cause that's really, really good. Cause it's super prevalent to today. I mean, today is not intentionally, uh, very much an active rest day for me. I did a run walk, uh, for 3.2 miles where I would like run for a minute or a few minutes and then walk for a long time. Uh, um, and I'm struggling with that because I don't really want to do rest days, to be honest with you. I don't want to rest, but, and I did today because, um, I did today because like, okay, last week, my goal was to go five days a week. This is my ideal plan. Five days a week doing two cardio workouts, the sixth day, Saturday, one cardio workout and the seventh day doing just two walks. That was my plan. But last week I did every day. I did two cardio workouts, except Saturday. I played basketball, right. which was hard. Basketball is, if you know, basketball yeah, is hard know. cardio. No, I know, bro. You playing full yeah. court? No, we didn't have full court. The On Sunday I did. On Saturday it was half court, but Sunday I played full court. Um, and then I went on a two and a half, three mile run a few hours after I, I uh, played basketball that same day. So like last week, my, I did not have a day to, I didn't rest. So, and then Monday I didn't rest yesterday. Yesterday I did, I did two workouts yesterday. I ran in the morning. Fucking, I did the hardest yesterday. I did the hardest run. One of the hardest runs I've top five hardest runs I've ever done. I did yesterday up in my neighborhood. There's like my neighborhood's flat. And then you turn left and left and right. And then there's like hill, hill, hill for like 20 minutes or 15 minutes straight it's hill or 10 minutes straight up um and i did it yesterday and i was fucked and then i lifted and then i and then i i at night i did a, i did what i called i learned this from david goggins you know david goggins i love Dave. i literally was watching david goggins earlier today i fucking yeah, i just got put on to him so he has this thing he calls nickels and dimes where it's like push-ups pull-ups kinesthetic so i have my own nickels and dimes workout it's five sets of five pull-ups um, 10 sets of 10 pushups and then four sets of 25 squats. I tried to do it every minute. Yeah. Body weight squats. Yeah. I tried to do it every minute on the minute. Imam, I did that with the pull-ups. It was kind of hard with the pushups because I had my, uh, my friends, my friend's four-year-old brother was 40 pounds. I said, why don't you sit on my back while I do these fucking pushups? I could not do them every minute on the minute with him so but uh yeah so that that i that's call that my nickels and dimes i got it from goggins so uh goggins you're talking about out david goggins real quick but go ahead yeah you're talking about the rest days i mean i'm very much struggling to even i'm struggling to figure out what a smart thing to do is and isn't because in my head i think fuck rest days in my head i think seven days because i heard goggins say he doesn't take rest days and and for him an active rest day is a seven mile run at a nine minute pace 
that's really late for him. So I'm like, I don't know. Everybody's telling me to take a rest day. And I'm like, fuck I don't know if I want to take a rest day. Fuck everyone, bro. I think you got to do what you got to do. Like, yeah, real- that's how I feel. Bro, people tell me all the time, man, I fast. Like I fast for days at a time and I don't, I don't take rest days usually. Today, I happen to take a rest day just like you. I happen to take a rest day. But right. it's those days where you feel like complete dog shit and you literally can't get out of bed. I think then maybe it's okay to take a rest day. That was literally me today. I could not fucking get out of bed. First day in months where I was like, fuck. Like, yeah, I yeah. literally can't move. Like, I feel like shit, you know? Maybe I'm sick. I don't know. Those Then it's fine. I think that's fine. But if you're not... T- if you're taking a rest day and you... You know, maybe you fucking, I don't know. You just don't feel like going for a run. Then what are you doing? Bro? Yeah, you- I don't know that that's well there. Now you're teetering on a, on, on a very difficult concept there. Cause like, I never want to fucking run, but like I fucking do it. But that's the know? thing. Like, you know, you have to do it. What I'm saying is like, who cares if you don't want to do it? You just have to do it. That's kind of what I'm. Yeah. Thinking. And it's oh, just, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, and it goes back to like, putting in the work as an artist when you're on instagram and you don't want to message 100 people a day or fucking you know go on vamper you know what vamper is the fucking social media app for artists dude get on that shit asap really dude i'm on that shit fucking every day sweat it's it's basically tinder for artists no yeah i swear to god it's fucking great dude i've I've gotten clients through that i fucking just sent over uh one of my boys a, a project through there he's getting paid now like bro vamper is the shit if you're not trying to do a hundred swipes a day on Vamper, then I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like you oh, need it looks to- like I have it, but I haven't used it. Bro, you need to be using that dog. Real talk. Like that's how you're gonna make your connections. Bro. It's Tinder for fucking oh man, that's smart. Yeah, it's fucking smart, dude. And the pro, if you want to go pro, it's five dollars, bro. Five dollars a month. What do you get with a pro? Why do you, why would you go pro? Four swipes. It's like it's like uh I think Tinder does oh. it too, like where you get oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But bro, like real talk, like this is this is what you need to be doing. Is like, who cares if you want to do it or not? If you want to be the artist you want, you're saying you want to be, you need to be putting in this fucking work. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, this is the shit I'm about. The the David Goggins shit. Like, if you need that motivation, go watch some fucking David Goggins. Then do your workout. Then go swipe a hundred times on Vamper. Then DM like thirty people on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, just get that shit done. No, you're on. You're you're on the i'm so i'm like looking at this vamper thing uh um on the app store you're fucking right i mean well so the fact the fact is um thank you i'm not saying i'm just saying for the person that's not doing this shit who's not hustling they need to be doing this shit no i mean that's what i'm saying is like if you exercise a lot like you're asking about exercise and like well like dude like the reason like okay here here's where my struggle has been as as a career my my career struggle used to be I don't know what to do. I have all this energy, ambition, work ethic, but I don't know what to do with it. So I, but I never stopped. So in the beginning of my career, it was fuck it, make music and put it out. I have no idea what else to do. So I'm just going to do that. It's always been that way. And then it got to a point where I was like, there's too many things I can do. Right. I have too many options. Right. The whole shiny object syndrome. Like, see, even when you told me about Vamper, I was like, "Eh, I'm I'm downloading it, but I'm nervous because I'm like, there's so well, what about TikTok? What about blah, 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 all this shit, right? So I'm like, I'm going to try Vamper though. It looks pretty cool and it probably will help. So I'm going to see what's, what it's about. But that's been my problem is um, like, you know, it's funny. I, I, I'm now going to go into TikTok. Like I've done a lot of TikTok stuff. I've had a couple of videos blow up. Like, so I've dabbled. Um, but 
now I like I literally today and yesterday I'm, I'm talking about I wrote a dream 100 for t- I, I took the strategies from traffic secrets and I said I'm gonna do exactly those it's four main steps um, and do them on TikTok it's understand the history uh, write out your dream 100 create a publishing plan and I think it's um, actually go and network with your dream 100 I think I think that I think it's something like that so so I'm doing that for TikTok now, but, but it took me months of like, no, I don't need to do it. I'm already doing too much. So back to the point, if you're exercising a lot, like if you're really fucking pushing yourself with exercise, there's no strategy out there to me. That's too difficult. Like I've never heard of, like now I'm thinking of all these ideas and there's really no hurdle to me. That's like, Oh, I don't think I couldn't do that. Like, there's nothing like even like the idea of me launching this album. One of the only reasons I'm going into that is because it sounds so, I have no idea. Like, that's one of the reasons I'm motivated to do it. It sounds weird, but because I have no clue, I'm just like, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Plus, I want to do it. I want to do it. I got really sick of like interacting with the artists who downloaded my free beats. Cause they're all just fucking freeloaders. I'm like, dude, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like burnt out from these fuckers. Like fuck these people. I'd rather be an artist anyway. You know what I mean? You feel that too, huh? Feel that man. It's like, it's, it's not just artists though, bro. Like there's too many people are expecting free shit. Yeah. Producers same way, bro. Producers are the exact same. They want free sounds, free, free samples, free plugins. Uh, I'm that way. I'm not going to lie, bro. I've been that way in certain things. You know, I've expected handouts before and I'm just like, and 2020 taught me like just living on my own in, in LA has taught me fuck free handouts, man. The, the Russell Brunson has a, has a quote. I think it's Russell Brunson. I don't know who said it, but I know it's in traffic secrets or com secrets or one of those. He says, if you're, uh, if you're not paying, you're not paying attention. Yep. And if it's so true, bro, if you, if you don't pay for something, you don't value it. No. And that, that's, that's, yeah, dude, if you, yeah, I think also the, the way I heard it was those who pay, pay attention. It's like kind of this, it's the same, same thing. thing. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Those, who, yeah, I think that is, I think actually that is it. Those who pay, uh-huh. pay attention. And I, I'm the same with, uh, somebody, somebody offered me, um, free access to their course. Somebody offered me, it's like a music course. Someone's like, dude, I would love to just have you in the course. Can you, can I give it to you? I said, you know what, bro, I'll be honest with you. Can, can you let me pay? Like I have to Venmo you like a hundred bucks because I won't do it if you give it to me for free. I promise. I won't right. give a fuck. So I was like, you should, you should send me some kind of thing so I can pay. Cause otherwise I want, I want your course, but I won't pay attention if you give it to me for free. That's the attitude I've gotten to. Um, and uh, when I do coaching for artists, that's genuinely how I feel when I charge artists for coaching. Like, cause I could just, I've given people free coaching before. Obviously I've given people advice, like, I've literally just said, Hey, I'll give you a free session. They never do what the fuck I say. And like, they don't, most people don't actually take my, well, no, there are people like you've taken my advice. My boy charismatics taken my advice that it's just, that's a different relationship. We're like friends. I'm talking about like, like I'm pitching an artist and they want a free session. I'm like, dude, you're not going to fucking pay attention. So no. So I, I feel like genuinely that like me charging you is going to help you. It's weird. And, and I think a lot of people would look at that and go, no, you're being a schemey salesman. I'm like, no, I'm not. I, I'm genuinely feel like I'm going to be better for you if you pay me. Dude, a hundred percent. I used to think, I actually used to think that way. Like, oh, people that charge for valuable time or 
just fucking assholes that want money. No, that's not true. <laughs> right. I used to be that asshole that used to think that. I used to be that motherfucker that used to think that. And I used to be fucking so... E- I'm still egotistical, but I used to be so entitled. And that's the problem with artists. That's the problem with producers. That's the problem with anyone that's new to something. You're going to feel entitled as fuck. And you're going to feel like you 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 should get that shit for free. But no, you fucking have to pay for that shit. What would you say to someone that fucking, you know, can't afford your coaching? What would you tell them? I just... I, I just... Just tell them to fuck off or like, well, what? I just say, go to giftedstarterpack.com. I've got 15 free beats that have two free bonuses and like, go listen to my podcast. I do a brand new episode every day. Here's this one video I did on how to blow up as a rapper on Instagram. It's a really good strategy. Like try that. I mean, I, I give people resources still. Nobody has ever, by the way, nobody, this, this, this really, this put me on. Nobody has said no, but people have bullshit excuses. Though nobody has said no, they're down, they're down. All right, that sounds good, bro. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to send you the invoice right now. I always try to close people on the phone. All right, let's go right now. Why not? Why not? And then they're like, oh, like I don't have the money right now. I'm like, well, dude, when were you going to pay? What did you want to do? Like fucking rob me of my time? Like, right. what were you trying to do here? So I'm just like, oh, why? You know, and whatever the case may be, we won't get into it. But the point is, nobody has said they can't afford it. Generally, people will say they can and they can't. And I just, I usually pull, when they say that, I usually pull the sale. I actually take it away. I'll go, oh, okay, you're not ready. You should take this instead. Good, good, good. Cause they're not ready. If you're not ready to pull out your credit card to pay for something you actually, you say you care about. Yeah. Then it's not know. a big deal either. Like I don't have any resentment. It's not like that. Yeah, I'm not, no, of course, of course. it is what it is. It's like, okay, cool. Like you weren't expecting to pay a hundred bucks today anyway. It's fine. I, I've generally found that the deals that I've closed usually are when they know I'm about to sell them. Then then they start kind of warming it up in their brain. They start researching me. They look at my YouTube, my podcast, my Instagram, prop, whatever they look at. So I think in like a sales situation, I mean, we're going off. That's just cool. I, I, I think in a sales situation, that I, I think, dude, that's a big, big problem that producers have. They do not make it clear that they're about to charge that artist. And I know coming from an artist perspective back when I was trying to get free shit, when I was a freeloader, because I have been, uh, I'm like, well, I'm not saying shit. I'm just going to go in and see what happens. If he asks me for money, I'll pay. Always. I did that. I never was like, oh, I don't have the money. No. I would say to him, what, I don't know. I don't, I've had so many convos. I can't remember one off the top, but you know. That's a problem producers have. I don't know why producers do that shit. I don't know why. I Like I have artists come over and I tell them straight up. All right. Like, here's my rate. Like, you're not coming over. You got to say know my first thing, bro. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I, and I won't let you walk in until you've hit me with the Venmo. Unless you've already done it before. And I know you're good for it, but I don't let artists come in here until they, I'm like, yeah, hit me with the Venmo before you come. Right. At least ask for a deposit, right? Like you don't even have to, it just has to be a deposit before you're even there. You know what I mean? Like you have, Gener- to, yeah. you have to know your worth. Like at the end of the day, you can't be, you can't be helping people who can't even help themselves. You know what I mean? Like you have to help people that are actually serious about this shit. That's, that's, that's what I've learned. Like you can't help people just accepting free shit all the time. No, you can't. But, and I, yeah, no. Go ahead. I was just going to say like, it's, it's, it's dude, it's your responsibility as the music producer though, to hundred percent, you know, because I think, I think it's funny. Like I was watching this, uh, this, this fucking uh, white kid who's a producer on TikTok. He was doing this thing where he was pretending to be himself and, and the rapper. And the rapper was like, 
it was going through the idea of how rappers are so picky about beats and they say these weird descriptive words that we don't fucking understand. Right. And he was like, yeah, can you make me like a beat that's like real milky? Like, it was funny. Yeah. And then part two was like, all right, bro, I made the beat. He played him the beat. And the dude was like, yeah, man, this is perfect. <laughs> and then the guy's like, all right, man, can you, uh, he's like, all right, do you want to do like Venmo? And the rapper's like, oh, oh, I, I don't have the money right now. Facts. You know, it reminded me though of your story. I'm wondering how that guy got into your into your studio. Why 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 didn't you I'm charge him before? Because I'm an idiot, bro. Like, no, you're not an idiot, bro. You're just a nice bro, guy. I, like, you're being nice. I, yeah, honestly, like, there's been so I've had a few artists that I've genuinely done free sessions for because they're people I like working with. Yeah. Those artists never release music. Yeah, uh, right. but this one in particular, um. I don't remember what the conversation was. Maybe I had, maybe this guy I actually had said, um, I remember talking about, I do remember talking about price with him and I remember him pulling up into a beamer. Actually, this is how I went down. That's how I went down. Be completely transparent. So I remember um, we were on Instagram. I met this dude on Instagram and like he, he happened to live in California, like kind of like an hour from where I lived. And I was like, bro, like, uh, let me send you some beats, this, that, and the third. And we got into talking about having a session. And he's like, yo, I need an engineer ASAP. And I was like, all right, here's my rate. He's like, bro, like, I real talk. Like, I'm just trying to put out work. Like, I really want to work with you so bad, but I just don't have the money. And I was like, bro, all right, fuck it, whatever, man. Like, just let's just do a quick session. This is how it happened. This is how it happened. Yeah. And he pulls up. And in my head, I'm like, what the fuck? This dude's pulling up with the Beamer, pulling up with... I don't know how much money those fucking shoes cost. I think he was wearing like Concords or something. Fucking uh, Nike yeah. down, you know, the whole fit. And he had a chain. I was like, yo, in my head, I didn't say this to him because I, I didn't know the dude like that. But I was like, yo, you I'm never like, know. That's probably smart. Yeah. I'm like, and this dude's like in my house and shit. I'm like, yeah, bro, right. in my head, I'm like, bro, you're really pulling up Nike down and you, you're pulling up in a Beamer and you're telling me you can't pay for $120 for a two hour session or $60 yeah. for a one hour session, whatever it is. I'm just thinking like, bro, you don't take this shit seriously. Like fuck out of here. Like in my head, I literally thought that. So after okay. that session, I sent him the mix unfollowed him on Instagram and haven't talked to him since. I wouldn't either. Um, I mean, but you learn from it though. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I've had that. I've had situations like that. Um, you know, similar to, I mean, I've, I've been in a lot of situations like not exactly like that, but similar to it. And like, um, Dude, I was thinking about this today. Um, I mean, time, right? Time's our most valuable asset, really. You yep. know, yep. more important than money. It's yep. technically more important than your health. So if you think about it, um, that guy robbed you. He did. He didn't pull out a gun on you. He didn't take any valuable physical possessions, but he did. He robbed you. He robbed you of your time, which you could have done anything with that time. That time's priceless. Uh, in a few years, you might be charging a thousand an hour. And he just got a thousand an hour from you. Right. So that's another way I think about time, you know, thinking like, imagine this is the scenario I like to use when people ask me for free coaching or for free mixes, whatever. Okay. Let's say that, um, let's say that you walked up into a, a, re a restaurant. Let's say Chick-fil-A. I got Chick-fil-A in my mind. Let's say you go up to Chick-fil-A, right? I might get that shit tonight. Let's say you go fucking go to Chick-fil-A. Let's go to, let's say you go to Chick-fil-A and you order the food, you pay for the food. And you go sit down and like 30 minutes, 40 minutes later, they come back and they're like, Hey, like, yeah, sorry. We just can't get, we can't get you your food today. And they just keep the money. 
you'd be like, what? Give me my fucking, there'd be no question. It's the same thing when you're a rapper and you ask producers to make you a beat before you pay, or you ask producers to record you before you pay, before any kind of agreement, that's what you're doing. You are robbing producers. Like in that scenario, you know, the restaurant would be robbing you. I have a rapper I'm working with right now. It was a really good relationship. He comes here and I do his music for free. And in exchange, he is editing my videos. So um, not my podcast videos, like the videos where I'm right there and I'm just filming myself talk. I don't need those edited. But when I do videos of me making beats, they're really long and I hate editing those. So he edits those for me and like does little zoom in effects and like puts like a little good filter on it and shit like that. So he does that for me for free. I do beats, mixing, mastering and recording for him great trade i'm very happy about it he's super he's very good too and i like him as a person he's a great person so that's like cool like we're exchanging time for time like to me that's where i would say you don't have to give me money um because you're actually giving me something that i genuinely like i really need right now you know what i mean yeah it has to be like it has to be like that's a good trade because you value that but like there have been people that come up to me and ask me you know let's say they want like a free beat or something and they'll like shout me out on their Instagram. I'm like, bro, you have two followers. Like, value in that. You know what I mean? So you have to make sure there's like you you've done a good job and you made sure that there's value in the trade. What about like let's 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 go into money a little bit more. What about like how do you feel about going into debt and um, trying to make it worth work going into debt, paying for ads, pay, whatever you're paying for, but just building your business as an artist, as a coach, as a producer, going into debt to try to build that shit. What do you think of that? Mm. Hmm. I'm very, thousand, very 10 thousand, whatever the number is. I'm very careful when I give this types of advice because everybody's money situation is different. And every now you're getting into some personal shit with people. Cause like, like if you have kids and like you have bills to pay or you have a wife, I'm just really, really, really wary of like saying certain things to people. That's fair. That's you fair. Know, so I'm careful with it. Um, but you personally though, how about, how about you? Like, oh, I'm in debt right now. Yeah. Okay. I don't give a is fuck. That, is that people. debt from, is that debt from music or is that debt from like yeah. college or? No, no, it's debt from music. It's from exact. I mean, I can tell you what I did. I will not tell you what you did, what you should do in this department. I yeah, can yeah, tell that's you what, I want. Just what you did. Just what you did. Yeah. Yes. Debt for sure. Yeah. Yes. Of course. What? What? Yeah. Fresh college grad, no job. And how the fuck am I supposed to start my career? Yeah. Get a fucking credit card. Of course. Like if you, but like I said, like just heed my warning. Like if you have a kid or if you have bills to pay or a wife, not a girlfriend, by the way, that's not a fucking excuse not to invest a wife. And you have made the commitment to another human. Yeah. Like just be really careful. I'm not going to give all that money management stuff right now. Cause I'm not great at it yet. So, um, but yeah, like, yeah. Like, of course, like I, 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 my attitude is like, I'm not going to, my attitude is so go, go, go. And I'm always like, okay, well, what's the best option for me to move myself forward? <clears throat> and when I started learning about Facebook ads and I was like, well, I don't really have the money in my checking account. I do have my care my credit card and like, huh, I can get this many people. Let's do it. You know? Um, same with getting coaching from Gabe Schillinger. It was like, wait, million dollar producer wants to coach me. I'm like, I look at my checking account. I'm like, well, I don't have that, but I do have my credit card. Am I really going to pass this up to be coached by $2 million producers, Gabe Schillinger and Anno Domini? Fuck no. I'm going to 
put that credit card out there, baby. You know, like I'm not going to stop, you know, and pay it back later. You know, I, 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 there's good debt. Here's what I've learned. There's good debt and there's bad debt. You know, um, there's different ways to look at debt. Some people look at debt as the concept of the debt as good or bad. Whereas I look at it more from yes, the concept and the interest rate. So like credit card debt, is it good or bad? Well, I guess if you use your credit card debt for Facebook ads, that's tax, right? You could write off as a tax write off. Technically you could say it's good debt, but the interest rates on some credit cards are super high. So like Wells Fargo credit card debt's like 16%. That's super dumb high. So that might categorize debt as not good debt. But at the same time, it's good because it's a tax write-off. If you pay it off and you don't pay the interest, that's good debt. Um, some people say that call, leveraging. you know, that, what? It's leveraging. It's leverage. Yeah. Some people like one, this is weird. I know a guy who's wealthy. I don't know exactly how much money, but I know he's wealthy. Um, and, and, and he said that, you know, if my kids go to college and they take out debt for that, that I would consider good debt because you're educating yourself. But I was like, I didn't say it to him, but I was like, wait, what? No, that's, that's not good debt. College is a waste of money. Why would, but he doesn't believe that, but it's weird because he's an entrepreneur and he's rich. So I don't know that, that, that whole, I don't know. I didn't get that. I would like to talk to him more, but yeah, you know, for example, like I don't, I don't believe in college anymore. So I don't think that's good debt and college loans are really bad debt because you can, you, there's, yeah, like college loans are really bad debt. So, you know, it depends, bro. I think a lot of people look at good and bad as the concept of the debt and the interest rate. So you've got to look at it like that. Um, and you also have to think about the idea of, can you write this off as a tax write-off? If you don't have a business, well, if you don't have a sole proprietorship or you're not a business entity, you don't have an LLC, and you don't have a business bank account, there is no, it's no good debt because you can't write anything off because you can't prove that this was used as a business expense because you don't have a business bank account or a business entity. So really none of the debt is good because it's all used as personal debt. Like for me personally, like that's where I've been a lot of and that's what's been fucking me up. And the next, my goal for the next month is to actually have a, I have a, I have an LLC, but I don't have a business bank account. That's my next thing. So that I actually have good debt. You know what I mean? So that's kind of my two cents on it. Okay. So, uh, I, there's a lot that you hit on there. First of all, I know. Yeah. That's a lot of shit. You're, I want to talk about your LLC. Uh, if you don't mind talking about no, it, I don't mind. I also want to talk about, uh, your experience with college. Cause you just said it was a waste of money. I agree completely. I dropped out of college. Um, and oh, good for you. Smart. <laughs> I literally went less than a year and I was like, fuck this. My oh, really good for you. That's even better. Good. Yeah. That's, that's dope. Um, and I think there. I think college is only, I think it's a good choice if you're going for a STEM major, but that's really about it. Like medical. What's that? Oh, okay. You know, something like that. But I don't think it's law, medical sciences, anything like that. But if you're going for like music or something like that, if you don't have money to pay for it, it's fucking stupid. Talk about like uh, what, what you suggest people do instead of going to college. Like if they need to make money, what should they do? What job should they get um, to be yeah. in, music, in music? What should they be doing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm also, <laughs> yeah, I'm also, these are, dude, this is good topics. Never talked about this on, on an interview. Word, word. Well, I, I mean, I, like real talk, you know what I mean? This like, is very real. Oh, yeah. You know? I, I'm also wary to give out advice on college. Okay. Because, well, your experience, like your experience, like just what, what you, I mean, I, so, cause I went, I went and finished and like, I loved it. Like, because I met 
people that are still my best friends. I, the connections I made are great. I grew socially uh, at Chico State is where I went to college. I also went to a community college. Um, I'm going to say a benefit of college is you do learn discipline. You do learn um, independence because you kind of, you do have to manage your own schedule. So I give that props, but you don't need to go to college to learn that. You can learn that from just being in the real world. In fact, your sense of urgency to be disciplined will probably be higher if you don't go to school because you're thinking, shit, I'm not at school like everybody else. I need to figure it. So, so there's that. Um, Facts. I think that if you have no idea what you want to do in your life, definitely don't go to college because you're not going to find your answers there. Facts. Yeah. Which most people say the opposite. Most people say, if you don't know what you want to do, go to college. That's no, 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 no. Like no college is going to fucking not going to give you the answers. It'll delay the Um, problem. It'll literally delay the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun. I I can't, I'm looking back on it now. I'm like, wow, I can't really believe I go to call. I went because I disagree with it so much. I don't really know why I finished. I can't understand it. I think I, I think I'm the type of guy that I just, I think I got pressured with society and pressured from my parents a little bit, you know, not, not much from my parents, but you know, just kind of that pressure. And then also I'm, I'm a, if you start, finish it guy. So I already started and I did not want to not finish stupid. You can, you got to know when to quit with certain things that just aren't going to help you. Um, but I look back now and it's like, if you know, you're going to be an entrepreneur and you know, you're going to be a music person. I don't know. I mean, I don't think you should go. I mean, even if you go to college and say, well, you could go and major in recording arts. It's like, uh, I have a friend who went for recording arts and he told me, no, I, I learned way more out of college. You don't learn shit. And I'm like, wow, even in recording arts school. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's just, I, I college is in my opinion, top five biggest scams in the country that and big pharma are like the two biggest scams in our, in the United States. No question. You know? Bro, like, uh, I even went to, I went to vocational school for audio recording back in, I graduated 2017, bro. You're not going to learn the marketing that you need to, that you, you're not going to learn the shit you actually need to learn. You know, mm. if you get, like, I got certification in pro tools, that shit didn't get me any jobs. No, no certification is going to get you a job in, in the real world, man. Like you got to learn how to fucking market. You got to learn how to engineer yourself, not with fucking analog gear from fucking the 1990s, the early 2000s. All the studios now are like all home studios. You know, no one's using analog gear. I don't have an L1176 right here. I don't have a 1066. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you're going to try to be this artist, don't waste your money on fucking college. Like, and then you have people going to college for like useless majors, man. Like, what the hell? Like, I, I don't get that, man. I'm right. I don't know. I th- well, see, I think it depends like in that regard. So like when I have kids, first of all, I'm not going to force my kids to go to college, mm. but I hope, you know, God willing, I'm in a position where if they want to go, I could pay for it for them with no loans. Because if they want to go, I'll, I, I, I'm going to, I'll let them go. Yeah, of course. Um, but I'm going to tell them, Hey, major in something that you really are like passionate about learning. Like don't go major in something you think you have to learn. So like for me, I majored in business, concentration, entrepreneurship. Mm -mm, I didn't learn about entrepreneurship there. I wish I had gone and learned. I wish I had gone in for recording arts just to, cause I enjoy it just for that, you know, um, or like psychology. I mean, I communications and something I would have enjoyed because 
my ex-girlfriend, for example, she she majored in uh oh my god, what was it called? I know what she would learn. It was like rec management or something. She loved her major. And she's like, Oh, I love school. I love all my classes. I love my homework. My projects are cool. Group projects are cool. All the teachers are I love school because the shit's cool that I'm learning. And she's like, the only reason you don't like school is because you picked a major you didn't like. She was totally right. Because that so 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 I would say like because you're going to get a lot of dope shit from school. School's a vacation. If you treat school like a really expensive four-year vacation, it's totally worth it. Like, it's totally worth the money. Oh, well, maybe it's not worth the money, but it's worth it because it's so fun. It's so fun. Like, the amount, and, and it's great. But don't go there. Don't go take college seriously to a point where you think this is going to help your life. It's not. If you go. So, let me ask you this, though. Sorry yeah. to interrupt, but like. No, you good. Why, why do you have to even like, bro, real talk. I feel like I'm living the college experience right now. I live at, for, I live at a fraternity. I'm not right. a fraternity brother. I DJ frat parties at UCLA. Why, why get into debt just to have a vacation? Well, no, that's what I, 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 I see. I said specifically with my situation where if I can pay for my kid's school with no debt, that's, that's what I said. Okay. So you're talking about your kid's situation. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not going into debt for my kids to go to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, I hope God willing, I'm at a point where that's just like 200 grand, 300 grand is like, take it. All right. What if, like, what if there's no return on investment on your kid's school? Like, let's say they want to go for uh, they're it. Cause they're, cause they're no, because like I said, if I frame it the right way to my kids, if I frame it to say, Hey, like you're going, but <laughs> oh man, that's kind of funny, dude. That's tough, dude. I would say to my, fuck, it's, this is a tough combo. I mean, I would say to my kids, look, we're not going to pay if you aren't passing. Because if you're not passing, you're literally just going to keep burning through our money. You have to at least get C's. So get, get go find a major that you're going to like and and get and get get C's and do your soul searching shit. I mean, I, that's what I did. I found myself in college. I did. I found myself. I I I worked at, at by the way, I'm not standing up for school. Like I'm the most anti-school person out there. I'm just saying there's a purpose to it. But if you frame it the wrong way, that's where we get fucked up. When we start talking about school as education's important, and, no, it isn't. Because education is the school system. The school system has an education issue right now. So let's not take school as it's not. Let's not take college seriously. It's not. It shouldn't be taken seriously. The experiences, being around a bunch of people your age, having literal like a lot of fun making connections with some professors. You might get lucky and have a professor who's well-connected, who knows some shit, who can mentor you. You might get linked up with the basketball team. Like I, I worked for the Chico State basketball team and I know one of the, you know, I know a very highly decorated division two basketball coach. He's like, I can call him whatever I want. He's my guy. So it's not like there's zero benefits to school, but like I finesse the system. I didn't even do school. I don't even, dude, I had no idea of any of my classes. I, I, I basically cheated my way through school like my whole life. I finessed the system, made friends with the smartest kids in class, and they basically damn near did my fucking homework, did my study sheets. I just did what they did. And like, I got through it. So I didn't do college the way everyone does college. I did it my way. And that to me is great because as an entrepreneur, that is how to do it. 
is there are no rules to entrepreneurship. There are no rules to the real world. And the best way to be successful as an entrepreneur is make your own fucking rules and finesse the system. And that's exactly what I did in school. That's what Lizzie the Gifted got out of school. I learned how to take rules. Like we have taxes, don't murder, don't steal. Like we have these rules in the game. You have to pay taxes. You have to do this, that, and the third, right? You have rules. That's it. All these other rules, you got to do this. No, you don't actually. Like if I can take a loop from splice and a drum loop and make a beat and I own it, I'm not bringing any rules. Why not? You just don't like it, but I can do it. Same thing with school. Yep. You might not like it, but if I peep over to my right and I see the answers to the kids' shit, I'm fucking doing it. I'm sorry. I did that shit, and I don't give a fuck if people know. If I have a study group and they make my study sheets and I use those study sheets and study off those and I get a good enough grade, but I don't know shit from your fucking boring-ass class, I didn't break any rules just now. I fucking did it. Now, the cheating thing, I did breaking a rule for sure, but the second example is not. Right, so, right. Yeah, man, that's like my whole, I never have talked about that on my pod, by the way, ever. So that, you really just got some shit out of me. I never talked about publicly. Now people know way more about you, bro. That's That's crazy. That's, I feel like that's what this is, this whole thing is about, you know, this whole, if you want to call it entrepreneurship or just fucking networking or whatever you want to call it. um, That's really just what I think it's about is just kind of like being vulnerable and kind of showing yourself you're you're showing your clients showing your fans showing your you know your colleagues who you really are because everyone's got fucking skeletons bro like everyone's everyone has made mistakes everyone's done great shit everyone has their own path and just if you could the more you could show people what you've done so that they could either make a great decision or make not make a mistake more power to them right and that's what this is all about just providing that experience that value to people well dude my nervousness comes from like part background for me too is like i coach youth basketball right i have a lot of those kids follow me on instagram they like fuck with my music um you be playing that shit at practice and shit no i don't (laughs) No, we don't play that (laughs) that's funny um Although our head coach, Frank Alaco Jr. has played my music at his high school practices. Oh, he does do that. Oh, so that's cool. We don't do it for the kids. We don't play music or anything. But, uh, you know, but um, I, um, so I've been not swearing in my music because of that. And because I'm literally, I'm coaching kids, you know, like eight, nine, 10 year olds. I don't want them right. hearing me saying fuck, 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 all that stuff. Right. On the podcast, as you can tell, I've been much more lenient about it because I don't think the kids are getting this deep into it. So that's fine. Uh, But that's kind of why I've held back on the whole school where I've really been at. I don't want the kids I coach thinking they should be cheating their way through school because right now school is important for them. Elementary school and middle school is really important. It's like you're really learning the shit you need. You need math, the math, the English, and the history. You need that shit. Uh, so I'm not going to, don't cheat on that. Even, you know, college is where you start getting high school is where you start getting into really wasteful shit. And college is, is now it's like, now we're just, now we're just punting anything useful. Yeah. So that's why I've held back from it. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, we don't have to keep talking on that. No, I'm fine. I don't care now at this point. I fucking already said it. So, I mean, uh, but what, what about let's, let's transition here. Like what's your, um, what would you say your biggest insecurity as a, if you, if you want to go there, what's your biggest yeah. insecurity as an artist, as a producer, as a coach, what would you say is? 
I'd say I have different ones for each. So what'd you say? Artist, producer, coach, or just would, in general, just, you could just name any of them. Well, I have different ones for those as an artist. My biggest insecurity is my singing. I'm not that good at singing. Uh, so I try to, I struggle with trying to sing within my range. And sometimes I lean a little too much on auto tune and Melodyne, which I'm trying not to do as much. So now I'm trying to write top line. I'm very bad at coming up with top line melodies. Like I suck at it. Um, so I would say that's my weakest point. I think collaborating as an artist, horrible at collaborating as an artist suck. I don't do it enough. Now I am, but I am really bad at it. And it's only because I cannot fucking stand when people take hella days to collab and then I don't get the song back. And I'm like, I could have finished this without you. Why did I even send it to you? Yep. So I've had that happen. Now I, I do that to people by the way too. And I only do it because people have done it to me so much that I'm so like, fuck everybody. I don't care. Horrible attitude. My attitude toward collabs is bad. So I, I would say my insecurities, I have that with collabing and singing as a producer. I don't have any insecurities as a producer. Uh, as a coach, my insecurities are, I haven't gotten the results that I even want. So why would I coach you? And now I've put a big pause on coaching. Like I'm not coaching right now. I'm not even pitching it. I'm not, I'm not coaching anyone right now. And I'm not going to until I get, you know, my goal set and my goal hit as an artist. When I can do an album and make 10 grand off one album in a month, I will coach. I'll get back into coaching. When I have a profitable album launch, I will go into coaching again. I will pitch it really, really hard. Until then, I won't. So that's it. I'd say that's those are my insecurities. I hate, I don't want to miss any because I don't hide that shit. But I think, I think, uh, what about like uh, your overall lifestyle, bro? Like, uh, I don't have insecurity. I don't, I don't, I don't have any, I don't, I don't have any insecurities with my, like, you mean just like as a human being? Yeah. <sighs> Personality, physical. Oh yeah, absolutely. I live, I fucking live with my parents. That sucks. That's a huge insecurity. Would you say that that's beneficial for uh, your financial situation? Of course, dude. Yeah, bro. I'm like trying to live below my means. I'm doing what I preach, you know, uh, but you know, it is what it is. I would say though, like, like with chicks, I tell them off the jump, like, Hey, yo, I'm staying with my parents just so you know, like just to be 100 with you. And they're like, cool, whatever. I don't give a fuck. And they don't care. So, you know, I, uh, I, I would, I would say that, that, that right there, but see, I've gone over that because that's, that has nothing to do with me as a person. That's just like what my life is like right now. And it's kind of just the journey. My insecurities used to be being fat. You know, I used to be a little bit overweight and I wouldn't want to take my shirt off. I got rid of that shit though. You know, um, what about you? What are your insecurities? Uh, so I talked about this, like on my, on my Instagram once, uh, and on the show, I, my fucking hairline, bro. I'm 22, man. I'm fucking bald. I've been bald oh. 19, bro. Like my shit, just bad genetics, bro. Like real shit or bad. Genetics. How did that? Yeah. I was going to say, how did that happen? Bad genetics, my, man. My hairline just started fucking going when I was in high school, like 14, 15, Really? Motherfuckers would make fun of me for that shit. Yeah. So that was like a huge yeah. thing for me when when I was like 14 in high school, bro. Like, I'll be like, yo, like I lost all my confidence with that alone. You know, I also had weight. I, bro, I still have weight problems, man. Like I jumped from like powerlifting and bodybuilding. Like if you go back on my Instagram about back to June, I'm 50 pounds heavier than I am right now because oh, I'm wow. like, I have a problem like, I'll get the weight up, but I have a problem keeping my fat down, you know? Yeah. So I, that, that like you, bro, my, my, when I was younger, bro, I, I couldn't take my shirt off without being caught, without 
you know, being insecure about it. I feel that, bro. Like, that's something that you have to tackle head on, though, right? I don't know if you agree with me on that, but I think oh, yeah. as soon as you tackle that head on, it doesn't even matter if you are where you are. You'll instantly feel less insecure about it, dude. As soon as I fucking shaved my head, I was like, oh, shit, I could fucking deal with this. That's sad. You know, as soon as as soon as you start going to the gym, you're like, oh, shit, I'm not that anymore. Even well, dude, I'm not not even no bullshit. I've actually thought of this because I because like our head coach is bald also. OK, Um, but dude, he's he, he's married, has kids and stuff. But but uh, I mean, I think he's a fucking boss. Like he's a fucking he's amazing. And I and I, I started thinking about other bald people. I'm like, well, The Rock is bald. Vin Diesel's bald. Uh I can't think of anyone else. I'm, but like, uh, what's his name? Fuck, I can't think of it. But yeah, 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 yeah. The British dude. There's dudes who are bald. Um, I think it's a vibe. I think that there's like people who can. Michael Jordan was bald. Kobe yeah. was pretty much bald. Kobe yeah. actually had the afro going, but Michael was bald. Michael was bald too. I don't think he ever could grow hair in the NBA. He was bald. Mike Tyson. Oh my God. Oh, was he bald? Oh shit, he is bald. Oh, he's a badass dude. I mean, so I, I kind of look at it as Floyd, bro. Isn't Floyd bald? Floyd Mayweather? Oh my God. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather is bald. Yep. There we go. I mean, so I don't know, dude. I've, I've even myself looked at it. I'm not going to go bald, but I'm yeah. just saying I looked at it. I'm like, oh, that's not so bad to be bald. And I've heard of chicks saying, oh no, bald guys are hot. I mean, bald, bald. That's the only reason we care about any of this, by the way, huh? Is just to get girls. Like, let's be honest, right? Yeah. No, that's Bad, the hair. Like, that's all that even, right? Straight so up, like, real talk, man. Real shit. If yeah. you're not, if you're not, you know, insecure about that shit because of girls, then you're lying. Yeah, that's, dude. That's the only reason anything for me, like for girl, for 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 human beings that are men who want women, like that's such a thing that people just don't talk about. Why the fuck do I want an, a Ferrari? Why do I want a Rolls Royce and a G wagon, bro? It's so I can look good when I pull up at, at restaurants. That's the reason. I mean, so I think if we can get over as men. This is dope as fuck, by the way. I've always wanted to talk about this on the podcast and I never, ever talk about this shit. I should. It's real shit, bro. It's real As, as men, honestly, guys, like if you're really, dude, if anyone's listening this deep into it, I'd give you fucking props for right. sticking with us this long. Round of applause but for like, fucking people that are fucking- Yeah, the realist. Yeah. Um, but if you're, if you're, you know, if you're like, if you're a guy, right? And you're tripping about any kind of insecurities, like get down to the core of it. It's- probably because you're thinking girls won't like you or some shit or guys won't like you if that's what you're into you got to have control of yourself first like realist shit you have to have control of yourself first and you just got to be able to like <clears throat> i'm really pretty against self-love unjustified self-love but facts you need to start with self-love to say i have the potential to grow out of this current state but like, you're not going to do it. If you, if you hate yourself so much, it'll stop you. So you got to look at yourself and go, I love myself. So I need to fix it. It's not, I don't like this. Just accept yourself. Stay the way you are. That's okay. really okay. bad advice. And I heard a dude say it on a podcast and it really, really made me mad. Do you listen? Do you know that <laughs> I'm going I'm to reveal it. Do you know the show call her daddy? Yeah. I never watched it, but uh... fucking love that show. It's one of my favorite, favorite. It's a guiltiest pleasure I have. I love it. Isn't that like for, isn't that like two chicks that just like. It used to be two chicks. Now it's just one chick by herself and she kills and it's, it's a great pod, but she had this dude 
named Harry something, Harry Jowsey. And he's this like funny Australian guy. I think he's a fucking douchebag and I would love to hang out with him, but he kind of seems like a douche, but he's like, ladies, just love yourself. You're perfect the way you are. I'm like, bro, no, they're not like, don't say that shit. If someone's overweight and their body is physically unhealthy and they're literally not going to live as long. Why would you tell them they are <laughs> like, you're good the way you are. You're literally not, you're going to live shorter. So wouldn't you want to live longer? I mean, I don't get it, bro. You're also help. You're also like, not as happy when you're like, there's no way you could be happy when you don't, when you, yeah. you're not taking care of yourself. Like, mm-hmm. like with every physical transformation there's also a mental transformation i don't know right, if that's real that, but like oh, of course i agree with that yeah i mean like bro like you're lean bro you're you're fucking vibing bro you're glowing all the time you know what i mean Thank you. But i guarantee I feel good i know you do because i see it but like i guarantee you when you were a buck 90 you said a buck nine like one nine yeah oh yes I, bro, you weren't the same person you were afraid to take your shirt off you were afraid to like i guarantee you you would not be this open on the podcast right now i guarantee you because you're no, not no. the same person when you are afraid to take your shirt off you're not the same person when you can't accept the fact that maybe you suck at something and you can't accept it like you're not that person but once you come to grips with your problem then shit your life changes because there's some insecurities that you can't really some insecurities you can't fix you i think you can get hair them. transplants though but what i mean i don't care bald didn't you just bro yeah exactly like fuck it man who cares fuck it what are you gonna wear a wig bro Uh, what are you gonna wear a toupee you're gonna look like donald trump or some shit yeah like what are you gonna do you know you might as well accept it there's just there are certain things that like you kind of have to just control what you can control most of our insecurities though are within our control i think um if you're insecure about what people think of you then the easiest thing to say is well then why don't you just stop caring what people think of you you know Cause you're not going to control what people think of you. You can kind of control the dialogue, but people are going to think what they think. Right. You know, um, it is what it is. So I think that at the root of it, really what we're talking about is it's sort of similar to, I, I never have been to like AA or I've never been addicted, but I've heard that part of it is accepting. Well, the first stage is denial or something. And then you got to like get through, go through sadness and then you go through acceptance. So like, as long as you can like, just it's, it, we have these insecurities and what makes people so miserable is they're denying it. And then when you actually accept it and admit it openly and like start telling people about it, it's kind of hard, but like, you're going to feel way better. You're literally going to be like, no, wait, I feel better. Cause now, you know, you can attack the problem. You know what I mean? Now, you know what to do. Big facts. I think that that applies to literally anything, bro. Yeah. Like Not just physical appearance. Not just the way people think about you, but I think, because I mean, at the end of the day, we're both in music. I think this applies to music in general. Why aren't you popping the way you want to be popping? Well, maybe you suck. You know what I mean? Yeah, your music probably sounds like shit. Maybe, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I honestly, like, I've gotten hate for telling, literally, like, emails, all caps, you know, fucking talking shit at me because I told someone that, you know, maybe they're not as good as they think, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm straight up. I'm straight up. I, I hate being a dick, so I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'll tell you, I don't think your music's that good. You know what I mean? People got to take their ego out of the music, man. I do that all the time. I keep my ego in my music, take it out. Tell me. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> that's a major gem right there. Um, <clears throat> it's like, yeah, that's a major gem. I mean, people, uh, I used to think of my music, my songs, like my babies, 
and somehow I don't know how I naturally very much grew out of that. People are like, yeah, I don't like your music is like your babies. I'm like, no, it isn't. They're like, oh, what do you mean? I'm like, it's not. It's just an extension of my expression. It's not a fucking child. Like, it's literally not. And I think that that's a weird thing to even feel. Like, I'm closer to that concept now. One of my best friends has a kid. He's my age and his kid's one. And I met his kid, obviously, many times. He lives down the street. We hang out. I hang out with his son. I love his son. Nope. He's like my nephew. I mean, I love that kid. And uh, but But like the concept of children is so much closer to me now. I'm like... No, dude, my songs are not like this. Like the way my friend feels about his son, I never, ever, ever have felt and never will feel that way about my songs. It's not going to happen. So why are we putting this whole, this whole thing on it? It's, it's an extension of your expression. That's what music is. And so it's an, and it's an extension of your heart and it's an extension of your emotions. So I understand when people can't take critiques, but that's, you know, Kind of goes back to what we said. It's where you start with the whole fitness thing. If you're able to, you know, we all have that bitch voice inside of us that's saying like, oh, no, you don't need to get out of bed. Like, no, you're good to go. Like, you can just stay in bed a little longer. You're sore. or no, You don't need to work out. Like, that bitch voice is the reason you're fucking overweight, you know, because you know you shouldn't be eating that food, but you're eating it anyway. Because that bitch voice is like, oh, yeah, come here, burger or chicken sandwich or, but, um, but, you know, um, fuck i fucking got so deep in there i lost my train of thought to be honest with you i never lose that oh no i know it's just when you criticize people's music or when our music is criticized we're almost like oh no you're criticizing me as a person and like i i criticize myself every day so much that there's no way anybody could criticize me the way i criticize myself so i don't do it anymore i'm just saying i used to so like that's part of the issue too is that we're not willing to like people really are not willing to put that bitch voice and acknowledge that that's a bitch voice. People aren't willing to call themselves a bitch. I don't know why. I just think we're so afraid of like, people are just afraid of pain. People are afraid of mental pain. People are afraid of like emotional pain. And like, they're really afraid of physical pain. And it is what it is. Like I told you, bro, that's why I don't talk to those people in my my content. I talk to people like you and me because you're the one who's going to enjoy my shit. And um, it's cool for us. I think now- when I talk shit about soft people, it's more for me. And my podcast is like having a conversation with my audience. And so it's like more of us to vibe. Like we're more of just like, Hey, aren't those people so stupid? It's I'm not talking to those people. You know what I mean? When I say that I'm not talking to those people, I'm not giving advice to those people. I'm like, give advice. We're not even talking to them. (laughs) They're not even in the room. (laughs) Fuck them. I'm not talking to them. You know, I'm talking to, you know, the Eric's and, 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 and the charismatics and, and, um, my, my other audience members, you know? No, I, I mean, I feel that, man. I think, I think that's fine. I think that's also like, I don't know if you intentionally do that as like uh, just what you do, or it's also a good marketing thing too. It's like, why oh, would it? Is? Well, yeah. I mean, Russell Brunson even talks about it. He's like, have a you versus them mentality. He's like, oh, yeah. you, you want to be polarizing because you know, every person that's doing something right has haters, right? So you're going to have those haters. But if you're not polarizing, you're not going to get anyone's attention. Yeah, that's so true. So I think it's good. And like, I think it's good that you're capitalizing on something that you actually believe in because you'll have motherfuckers that like, I know, um, like money changes people, you know, so you actually believe in that shit and you're capitalizing it on it. So I don't know where I was going with that, but no, you know what? I'm literally like, I have this notes 
I have my notes and I have a folder that says um, music mastery podcast where I will write ideas down. And I'm, I'm writing down that, that as a podcast idea, like us versus them, the battle between the strong and the weak. Like I've never done a podcast talking about that, like really separating like us versus them. So I'm glad you, you just fucking gave me a podcast idea. Yeah, man. Shout out Russell Brunson, man. He's the one that. No, shout out Eric DiGiovanni. Who's the one who gave me the fucking, he didn't give me that idea. You did. Well, all right. Facts. But I mean, I wouldn't have, <laughs> I wouldn't have known it unless I read, you know, Russell Brunson's shit. But yeah, yeah. I mean. No, and, I, and I genuinely like, I'm a fucked up person. Like I genuinely really 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 did have disdain for soft people very much like like i think that's the evil of the world like that's the cancer of our society that's the cancer like it needs to be surgically removed not the human beings like i'm not saying kill them off right right right. obviously they can fix themselves but like and i've realized like for me because i'm a winner and i have a winner's attitude and a winner's mindset and a dominate mindset I have that bitch voice in my head and I'm never going to kill my bitch voice ever. I've realized I'm not going to try and get rid of my bitch voice because that's unrealistic, but I can put him in a cage. He's there to remind me. There's two reasons we keep him alive. We keep my bitch voice alive. Number one, because it's impossible to kill him. He's invincible. Number two, it's a reminder that he can come out whenever he wants. We can hand him the keys whenever we want and he can come out and he could rise up against all the positive thoughts and he could, he could, uh, he could take over again. And part of the things that my bitch voice enjoys seeing to torture my bitch voice, there's a TV in the cage and the TV's watching Tony Robbins and Gary Vee and positive thoughts. And we make the bitch voice exercise, even though they hate, he hates it, but he's in there. And uh, the bitch voice loves watching negativity like the bitch voice loves when i turn the tv on and it's somebody complaining about shit that's stupid or acting entitled or having a pity party the bitch voice like gets like oh yeah yeah, yeah. like i'm gonna get out i'm gonna i'm gonna break the cage so when i see the soft people i see that in me so when when people act that way you know i get afraid because i'm like fuck you're getting too close like the, i can feel the bitch voice coming out in me Bro, it's almost contagious. Like it is not almost. It is. It really like it's like the same way. Like I don't know how much drugs you've been around, but I'm, I don't do drugs at all. I've done. I've smoked weed before, but I don't. I don't do it. I don't really do drugs. I actually I don't do drugs either. Really. I mean, I smoke weed occasionally. Occasionally, but uh, yeah. you know, I drink like twice a year. <laughs> smoke okay. weed like three times a year. You know what I mean? But um, I'm around drugs all the time. Is what I'm saying. Oh, house. Uh, frat house studios like uh right 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 right. no and there's always that temptation like that bitch voice it's not just with weight loss it's not just with like discipline it's with like things you haven't even done before it's like things you don't you know you shouldn't do like bro i'm around cocaine all the time man like straight up like are you tempted by that though i'm not even tempted like tempted by it but i know that i don't know man i feel like i feel like if I feel like you're the average of the five people you hang around with the most. Oh, that's that's as true as it gets. That's real science. I I'm tempted to, dude. I I I'll, I'll be straight up, bro. I I fucked up the other day, and I uh, this was like two days ago. I even made a whole video about this. Like I fucked up straight up. I um like I try not to ever really smoke weed, but 
you know, one day I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to get in my feelings. I'm fucking not in my feelings. I'm just really tired. I'm, yeah. I'm being a bitch. I'm being a pussy. You know what? My boy, you know, he's a drug, he's a drug dealer upstairs. Fucking, um, let me, uh, let me just cop some weed off of him. You know what I mean? He, he gives it to me for free, whatever. Uh, and I smoke some weed. I'm like, immediately I'm like, yo, you're a pussy, man. Like you're a fucking pussy, you know? And mm-hmm. just having that, those, those people around you, um, it's, it's, it's not good, man. Like it's, it's not good. Like having those people that, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing drugs or smoking weed. I'm not saying that I'm saying, well, that- no, no, no. There is something wrong with doing drugs. There's people who smoke weed and I, I, I have a weird stance about weed, but don't do drugs like fucking cocaine and shit like that. No, come on, dude. I mean, here's the thing, bro. I've had hella people tell me, uh, so many different things that kind of made me change my perspective a little bit on that because yeah. I've been around it so much. Mm. Um, I have, I have a few friends that are just like, dude, cocaine makes me feel great. I'm not addicted to it. I just do it at parties. I'm like, do you bro? If it makes you happy, if it genuinely makes you happy, whatever, I don't care. Um, I don't personally believe in it. I've never done it, but I actually I don't do believe in it either. I feel the same way about any substances. Really? It's like, well, here's the thing. I actually just talked to a guy who's a, who's, who's about to be a doctor. And I asked him about that. He's like, well, there's actually been proven benefits to doing psychedelic mushrooms for people who have really bad psychotic problems. Yeah. He's like, you can have a certain dose of it. Um, and it'll cure, it'll, and they don't get addicted. It's just literally a prescription and they will get cured. Um, it's natural. Mushrooms come from the ground. So not that I'm saying we should do it, you know, drugs are drugs, like Oxycontin, it, uh, uh, morphine, that, that shit is used in certain circumstances because you need it. But, right. you know, marijuana, you know, um, if you have cancer, I've heard that if you have cancer, you have no appetite. If you fucking ingest some weed, you're going to get hella hungry and eat. Yeah, you're gonna get like, okay, like, fuck, I see some benefits, you know, but but you and I know that the people in college who do it recreationally, like there is no, nobody has ever been able to justify to me any kind of use of cocaine or acid or recreational shrooms. Like, I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Like you don't exercise. You don't drink a gallon of water. You don't read books. You don't really practice positivity. You're just using something like you're not really, you're not doing it. But if you have like a medical problem, huh? using it for an escape most of the time yeah and it's just i i'm sorry like this is an us versus them thing i think that's bullshit like sorry like i think it is like i think if you seriously need that to escape like you're just fucking lying to yourself man sorry Bro, funny that you're in the music industry and i guess me too like yeah, yeah both in the music industry and it's probably the most populated if not one of the most populated industries full of drugs you know well because you look at the culture of, of yeah i mean it's just a culture thing you know yeah, but I mean, like, uh, anytime I'm recording in the studio, like, I remember I was recording, this was, like, my first real studio gig in L.A. I was recording at, like, uh, a major label studio, and fucking, I had, I had these artists, like, uh, doing coke, uh, drinking hella shit, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like, even in the major, even in, like, major recording studios, like, motherfuckers are doing this shit. Probably more there. I mean, I would argue that if you're signed to a label and that label controls you and they're telling you, you need to put out a record and it's got to get this many hits and this many plays or whatever, 
and it, and you're in your head, you're like, I know for a fact, if I get high, I'll make that song. Yeah. It's such a bad mentality, man. Well, but, and it's fucked up, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's fucked up, man. It's true. I mean, have you ever been addicted to anything? No. I mean, maybe eating a little, but not really. I would say now I'm, I'm dead ass serious. I'm getting addicted to exercise and I didn't think that that was real. I didn't think it was real. Now I know it is because the, when you asked me about my rest day, the only reason I said no is because I'm addicted to exercise, but I'm like, maybe I should rest. I'm like, maybe, uh, maybe if I rest, my muscles will get stronger. Cause I've heard that before. Yeah. Well, I heard this rumor that if you rest, your muscles will get stronger. <laughs> so like, I'm doing it for that reason. <laughs> for anyone who does <laughs> not because I want, Go ahead. Yeah, but I'm not resting because I want to rest. Right, right, right. Not, no, no, you're not want to rest. I want to fucking bust my. I want to hurt. I want to wake up, like oh, like I love that fucking feeling, bro. Like I feel alive when I feel that. So I am addicted. I I would I would argue that I'm addicted to exercise. Um, I get upset. I wouldn't say addicted. I'm obsessed with music. Not addicted to it, but I am obsessed with music making it not listening to it. Um, I would say I'm obsessed with improvement for sure. Um, I think that's it. I am definitely addicted to exercise though. You feel guilty when you're not exercising or do you feel no. guilty? You don't feel guilty. How, okay. How not you- right. Like right this second, I don't cause I exercised today. I ran, I did a run walk. I did yeah. still. What if you didn't, what if you rested today or what if you didn't make music today or what would, if you do something that? Oh, I don't make music every day. No, I'm not saying you do, but I'm saying like, what oh. if you, what if you had a habit? Like, there's a habit. What if you didn't make a podcast today? I uh, that mm, 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 mm. no, that's not happening. <laughs> that's not happening. How, how guilty would you feel? It wouldn't happen. How guilty would I feel? Like fucking jump off a bridge. Yeah. If I don't make a podcast, I would be. That would be fucking catastrophic. Okay, now now let's let's like go through this because I I really want to dissect this. This is more for me. I, I oh, cool. Yeah. You. What, why, why would you feel guilty? First of all, I told myself I do an episode every day for 365 days. Okay. What if you I hit, told all my fans that what if you hit 365 and you're like, I don't want to do a podcast on 366. Does that matter or no? Do you have to go to three? Well, now my new goal is 400 days. Okay. So, okay. Do you so mean 401? So yeah. What if it's 401? Like, do you have to hit that? If it's 401. Well, if my goal is 400 and yeah. I hit 400, no. Are you going to feel guilty if you don't do 401? I'll feel very weird. I'll probably end up going to 500 and then I'll probably go to 1,000, to be yeah. honest with you. Now, the only reason it's really cool, do you know um, the podcast Entrepreneurs on Fire? Yeah, I never I never listened to it. I haven't listened to it either, but the guy, John Lee Dumas, yeah. put out 1,000 episodes for 1,000 days in a row. So the only reason I say a thousand is because I know it's possible because I know somebody did it and he is Rogan. I think Joe Rogan, you know, Joe Rogan's like the podcaster, but when it comes to the entrepreneur space, business podcasting, yeah, I it's, think the guy, it's, right? entre- it's entrepreneurs on fire. It's yeah. EOF. He is like, why thousand episodes in a row documenting his journey. So to be honest with you, Eric, my goal isn't 400. It's really a thousand but I'm setting these little short-term goals so I don't get discouraged. Mm. Um, does that, I don't, I know that's not what you asked. No, it's not. I'm trying cause I'm not asking this question correctly and that's my fault. Um, what about like a weight loss goal? Do you ever set weight loss goals for yourself or you just try to stay relatively lean? But what are you really trying to ask? 
if you feel guilty when you don't accomplish a goal? Uh, or if you don't stick to a habit, either one. Oh my God, bro. That's, an, <laughs> that's a great question. No, not accomplish. Um, I would say, yo, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. My bad. I was getting a call. Oh, so- yeah, you're good. Um, not accomplishing a goal. No, but goals, habits are different. Like yep. I've set goals for myself and not accomplished them. And it's like, I just didn't set the right goal or I didn't really know what I was doing. Like sometimes I set goals to try to motivate myself. So if I don't hit the goal, I'm like, that's all right. Because, um, I really didn't have a plan on how to achieve that goal anyways. So, but like this, this thing of a podcast, that's not a, the goal isn't to put out 400 episodes. The goal is to never have money problems. The goal is to not live in my parents' house and never work a job again. That's the goal, right? The 400 episodes is a means to an end. So I made a commitment to myself. I made a commitment that I'm doing this many episodes. So the only way that I could fail at that goal, there's like one of three ways. One, a huge family emergency happens to a point where I like cannot do it. Even then, like I have voice notes on my phone and the Anchor app is on my phone. I could literally upload the voice memo onto Anchor and it would go up. So there's, even if a family emergency occurred, I probably still do a podcast. I'd probably still tell everybody. Guys, I have a family emergency. This is literally a one-minute episode. Can't record a long one. Sorry. Love you guys. This is the podcast for the day. I want to stick to the commitment because I love you guys. And no matter what, I'm doing a podcast every fucking day, but I'm going through some shit right now. That would literally be my podcast. So that would have to happen. Or somebody would literally have to fucking kill me for me not to do a podcast. I cannot think of a way. What about you said your goal is to get to live out of your uh, to not live out of your parents' house. Oh yeah, yeah. Not, like that's the goal, right? To have, never have money problems again. What if? Uh, what if I don't accomplish those goals? I was gonna say, what if you do accomplish those goals before episode four hundred? What if you're way past those goals? You keep going, oh, or you restart. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We're going still. We're going gonna keep still. going. Because that's <laughs> really that's not the goal. The real goal is ten million a year. That's really the goal. 10 million a year. We're we're talking arbitrary numbers. What if we're at a hundred million a year? What if we realize what we're doing is stupid? Like what if you realize- No, 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 no. I I, I made a commitment, 400 episodes. I'm going to do 400 episodes. You have to do 400 episodes. Yeah, because I'm, well, maybe you're right. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Well, I'm seeing the benefit though. That's why I'm seeing a huge benefit to doing this many podcast episodes, like big time. So I'm going to keep going. Um, If Drake decided he was going to put out a song every month, He'd run the music industry. Does he need to? No. But he would more than dominate. He already does, by the way. So yeah. he knows he doesn't need to. He knows. He doesn't need to. But like, could you imagine if he did? How sick would how sick would that be? We have no chance, bro. We'd have no shot. Nobody else would no other big artist would have any chance. It would literally be Billboard 100, all Drake. <laughs> like, that's how it'd be. But like what I'm what I'm kind of getting at here is like. Hey, what do you want to know? I'm curious is what you're really yeah, like. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of developing the question as we go. Cause it's a bunch of different questions uh-huh. at the time. Uh, I kind of developing like 
this one question where I guess I'm asking, what if you realize like there's a point where you need to re-strategize and what you're doing is stupid. So I'll give you an example. Like I, I released about almost 300 beats this year, right? I did like two to three a day for like six months. I don't remember how many months it was, but it was a lot of beats, right? 300 beats in a, in like six months. It was a lot. Um, I got a surgery and I stopped doing it right after that surgery. I was like, cause I was out for like two weeks with that surgery. I then, cause I wanted to do it for a full year, but I was like, after that surgery, I was like, yo, I feel like it might be kind of stupid to just be putting out beats this much. Mm, I didn't think about a surgery. And then I, well, it, it, it might not even be a surgery. It could just be like one day you're just like, fuck, I don't want to put out a podcast. Like, do you think that that's, do you think that sometimes like just developing a habit is a good thing just to develop the habit? And then later down the road, maybe it's time to re-strategize. Do you think, or do yeah, you I think, think go ahead. Yeah, I do. I think, I think there's a time and place for everything. I think there's a time and place for everything. And um, I think there's a time and place for everything. And like, you know, yeah, eventually I'm not going to do a podcast every day. Eventually right. I'll probably do a buy, you know, twice a week, once a week deal i mean yeah if i get to 500 yeah you know maybe it's a good point if i get to 400 episodes i'm definitely going to get to to the 365 because i did say i would do it every day for a year right if by 355 now mind you that's the it's got to be a big reason for me not to do one every day 355 i'm at a lot of money i don't know what if i'm if i'm accomplishing those short-term goals to make six figures and to, you know, make a living. I don't have to work a job. That's still not even good enough. So it's not, that's not enough for me to stop. You know, my big goal, the, the, the goal for me to stop would be, you know, your earn. I don't know what it would be. I mean, it might have to be 5 million a year would be the goal where I'm like, Oh, fuck this. I don't need to put out content. I'm making 5 million a year, but it's not a million a year. A million a year wouldn't stop me from, you know, doing something every day. Cause that's not even the goal. It's like a million bucks is not enough it's, it's not the goal. So it depends that what you're asking is dependent on your goals, what you really want, what's going to really make you feel like you can just say, fuck it. Like Drake is at a point where he can stop, but something is still pushing him to keep putting out music. What is it? So obviously it's be for him. It's beyond money. Cause he doesn't, he has all the money in the world. He's one of the wealthiest people in the world. He's super wealthy and Bill Gates, Warren Buffett. What, what, what is it? Why are they still going? What's keeping him kicking? It's not the money. It's not the goals because goals are an end. There is an end to a goal. You accomplish it. That's not it. It's not about the goals anymore. It's about more. The reason I like putting out a podcast every day is because I'm fucking dominating. Even though I'm not, I'm not dominating with my numbers. I'm not dominating with influence, but I'm fucking dominating because there's no self, bro. You're literally killing. Like you're, you're taking over your life. Basically you're taking, I'm dominating other people too. Cause you look at all these other there's other influencers. They're not doing it. They're not fucking doing it. Like they're not. And I think that's cool. I, I like, I'm that competitive to where I say there's, you know, how many other rap, I'm a rapper. I'm a rapper. How many rappers do you know putting out a podcast every day? You don't. So Bro, how many people, that's in cool. How many people in general? Yeah, and right. In general, there's not, I mean, there just isn't. Um, and I'm afraid of getting to that point where I make so much money. I quote unquote, don't have time because that's just not, that's not a dominating attitude. Like 
Cause there's these people who go, well, I'm running a business, so I don't have time to put out the same amount of content anymore. And I'm just thinking, I don't know. That's not the way I look at things. I look at things differently. I look at things as like, I'm all about the people, man. I'm like in the trenches. Like I want to be in the trenches. The only way to be in the trenches is if you keep talking to the people and doing an episode once a week is fantastic. You know, that's great. Doing an episode twice a week is fantastic. Three times. That's great. But I don't know, man. There's just something about me. I go to sleep every night. I'm competing with the bigger people. I don't compete with the people that have the same amount of followings as me. I compete with the dudes with the hundreds of thousands of subscribers and the millions of subscribers because I'm putting in the work they are, if not more. And so my thing is like, it's not like a money thing. It's not like about that. It's about like the people I'm setting out to be like. I mean, I want to be as big as Jay-Z. It's like, I have a long way to go. So you're asking like, when you accomplish your goals or anything to quit, it's like, well, I'm a long way from being Jay-Z. So I don't know. I don't know when it'll change. Like, yeah, eventually I'll stop doing a podcast every day, but bro, it's going to be something else. Like it's going to be a YouTube vlog every week. It's going to be a song a week, a song a month. It's it's, there's going to be an out two albums a year, an album a year. I mean, there's going to be something that I always have. That's that thing that I put out on a consistent basis, no matter how much money, even if I'm at the point where I could retire, because it's not about the money and it's not about, it's not even about the impact either. That's bullshit. I don't like when people say that. I don't believe that. It's not about that. It's about me. It's about me feeling like I can go to bed every night being like, you are the fucking goat, you know? You bro, are it's the, going- thing, it's the thing that keeps you going, bro. Like, it's that's yeah. what it is. And for anyone that's not doing something every day, like the way Lee's doing, the way I'm doing, the yeah. way Gary Vaynerchuk is doing, if you're not doing that, you're you're missing out on not just results for yourself, but purpose. Like Lee, I, I don't want to talk for you, but I feel like you probably have a sense of purpose Yeah, because you do this every day. Yeah, is that yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. I feel like it's my responsibility to inspire people. And I feel like it's literally my obligation to, because I, I do like, I, as, as much as I'm really, really mean to people who, who are quote unquote soft, I, I do have a lot of empathy for them. I really do. Um, because I look and go, how, how come I got so lucky? Like, how come I got to the point where I, I don't, I'm not like that. Cause there's like a sense of natural selection at some point. Cause I was gifted with two parents who are like really entrepreneurial. Both my parents have been entrepreneurs. My mom still is. I was gifted with that because they're both like really independent type a, I was gifted to be an only child because it grew me, groomed me to be super independent. Cause I can be alone. I ride alone because I never had brothers or sisters and I have to like, that's luck. I just got lucky, you know? Um, Not to say people who have brothers and sisters are unlucky. I'm just, just looking at my shit, you know? And I got lucky that I was, you know, born this, just everything has been like a lot of luck for me, you know? And, and uh, so I just, I just feel like if I got this lucky, dude, I gotta, I gotta like, like it's, I'm not like, I'm not like that religious, but I, I I am at a point where I'm like, I believe in God. And I believe that it's like, it actually is in the Bible. I don't know if it's the new or the old Testament. I'm Jewish by the way. So I don't believe in, well, like I'm, I study the new Testament a little, but I don't like whatever religion's a big topic. We could have talked about today too, but <laughs> I'm just saying I, it is a sin to not give your best. And I think that people, their best people sell themselves short of what is their best. They say it's their best, but they got a lot left in the tank. And I 
that's why like what you're asking me, I really know what you're asking me. The answer is yes. I would feel guilty not putting out that podcast because I knew I left shit on the table. I knew that my tank was more. There's always room for one more. Recovery is very hard for me. Physical recovery is hard. Mental recovery is hard. So I have this attitude of can't leave anything left in the tank, you know, but if I don't recover, I won't have enough left in the tank tomorrow. So I do need to recover, but um, yeah, dude, it's a sin to not give your best. So I, that is the one sin I will not commit. Dude, I want to, I want to end this on that note. Me too. Thank God. That's what I was thinking. I was like, hope this is it. Cause this is a dope way that, to end it. Dude, that that's, that's awesome, man. How about just finish up and just tell people where you can be found, where people sure. can touch with you. The best way to, 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 to get with what I'm doing is you should go subscribe to the Music Mastery Podcast. It's on all of the podcast platforms. Uh, if you're into video, go to my YouTube channel, which is Lizzie the Gifted. Um, and uh, if you want to get at me more directly, you can go to Instagram. Um, but I'm going to warn you, I'm way off Instagram now and I'm not using it as much. So what's the really hand? Wanna... Oh, Lizzie the Gifted. Yeah, everything's Lizzie the Gifted if you Google it. I'm the only Lizzie the Gifted. No dots dashes underscores or spaces so but if you want the the podcast is the best place go to music mastery podcast i do a brand new episode every day documenting my journey as an independent musician so if you want to hear more about that you'll get some tips tricks entertainment and some motivation and hopefully it helps you out it's yeah so valuable I've, I've seen a few of the episodes they're they're gems bro thank we, you i appreciate you for putting that shit out and i appreciate you for coming on the bot my podcast bro really do this is not, not even close to the longest podcast I've ever done. Two hours and 15 minutes, I think. It's, this is sick. This is my shit. Dude, I don't know about you, but for me, it didn't even feel that long. So like- I, Me neither. I respect the hell out of you for chilling with me this long, man. Yeah, man. No doubt. And no it, doubt. Dude. Um, nah, but like real talk, man.